Oh, so far away, Lucas. How have you been? Um, you know, it's like one of those of it's hard as a British person to not immediately tell everybody that we're melting. And um, but other than that, you know, it's it's been good. Yeah, we've talked about that before, haven't we? Of like every time British people try and complain about the weather, Americans come in. You don't know what heat is. And as someone who's just been to America, I I can speak to that because in America, everywhere, including sometimes outside, has air conditioning. How do you air con outside? Um, they have air, um, doors open to create airflow. Uh, so, like, if you're in, like, enclosed... Like, not enclosed, but, like, a lot of places and buildings that are all near each other, all with aircon, all with open doors, it kind of creates our system. Yes. Yeah. And also, okay. like, you know, like, mini malls and things like that, wasn't well, there outdoor areas, but the sheer amount of right, air yeah. conditioning inside keeps the air temperature down. And, yeah, that's just one thing. We've mentioned it before, but I want to mention it again because someone's going to get annoyed, like... It's not that hot in the UK because even if you save a temperature of about thirty degrees Celsius, I'm not sure that is in Fahrenheit. But no, America, so that's not very hot because it's not very hot because you ninety percent of the time, ninety percent of the time you spent in that heat is air conditioned, and also like our buildings are all just brick built to like keep the heat in because, because we're cold ninety percent of the time. Yeah, so it's like not only are the built like not only do we not have air conditioning, our houses are incredibly well insulated for the most part. So and nearly all, all of the heat windows. Uh, just want to clarify, because everyone's like, get the window ones. And I'm like, but our windows aren't built, like they, they swing out a little bit and normally lock in place. Yeah. And they're very small. They don't normally slide up or anything. They're not really built to have those air con units put on them. Yeah, I've, I've had that before. But why don't you get one of those air conditioning units? And it's that those air conditioning units are built for American windows. And... Um, and by extension, all American houses are built with having those air conditioning units installed upon them. British houses are not. So, like the house I live in, for example, was built in the 1940s. Yeah. They did not anticipate air conditioning when they built my house. And then, like, as well, where it's just um, the fact that, you know, all windows, for some reason, like, will, as I say, they'll open, like, one inch wide, and then... A lot of buildings have, like, you know, they're, like, grade-listed buildings, so you can't change anything about them. Or, like, I rent a place, so I can't change the type of windows I've got. Yep, you also, as well, can't, like, do anything major installation-wise, such as installing an air conditioning unit. Mm-hmm. So the best we can hope for is just, like, a fan or something, like, which we can't have on while we're recording, because the fan would pick up on the uh, the microphones that we use. It's a, it's fun, but yeah, like other than that, I, you know, um, I don't know if I mentioned it last time. Is like, you know, I was going to, and I've now been on stag do. Um, so I actually like went outside for once in my life. I guess was it? it was something that I did. What's outside like? Uh, it was warm and it was really hard, <laughs> even with sunscreen, to like not get sunburn as a junior. Okay, day. so I had that because I was in America. I'm not going to talk much about my trip because it was, you know, I was just enjoying private myself. holiday. Yeah, yeah. Just... It's like I want some things in my life can stay private, but one of the things that I did is every single day, I am slapping on that Factor Seventy sunscreen, mm. and I was out there with a friend of mine who was not applying sunscreen at all. It's like, well, I want to get oh, a bronze on, mate. Is I want to get a bronze on, and I went. It's what, and I was looking. Went. I don't want to age. You know, it's not that bad. And I went. Have you ever seen what people's parents look like? And he's like, Oh yeah, better start putting some on. <laughs> it's very specific as well, isn't it? Of like, say for example, when you watch Tiger King, and they're all people that like 
have lived in Florida slash other really sunny areas their entire life and lived outside without sunscreen 12 hours a day. Oh, it's a it's a rough look, like that leathery look. Yeah, and it's that thing as well of um, sun damage is irreversible. You cannot reverse sun damage at all. Like no amount of surgery or creams is going to reverse the damage that the sun does to your skin. Mm-hmm. And the only way to stop it is to prevent it. And uh, um, for that reason, it is recommended that you wear sunscreen every single day, even days where it's overcast, because even an overcast day still has sun coming through. And I will admit to, you know, being the person that I own, I do use sunscreen. Um, I've always used sunscreen, but I will only use it on like sunnier days. But yeah, technically you are right in saying that as uncomfortable and horrible as it is to wear sunscreen, like you should technically be wearing it all the time unless I guess you're in like a place that literally has no sun, which... Or you're indoors, yeah. And yeah. Uh, for that reason, it's recommended you buy good sunscreen or moisturizer that has sunscreen built into it, which is what I have. I have a very nice, um, uh, it's not expensive, but it's like £10 for a little bottle, which seems quite expensive until you realise, like, this one bottle will last me three months, and it stops me from getting skin, skin cancer. So, a tenner to not get skin feels like a pretty good trade-off to me. The worst one is, I know a couple of people who have, like, had minor forms of skin cancer and recovered, mm-hmm. and they still don't wear sunscreen. I'm like, oh my, what are you doing? Well, for me, it all started when I just, like, do you know the science behind what sunburn is? Like when you get yeah, sunburned, I, I would assume it's just like being damaged by UV radiation. No, it's your skin cells can basically commit biological suicide to prevent themselves turning cancerous. Oh, and right, when okay. I read it, is that that's probably like a, a simplification of what's actually happening, but it's fairly like scientifically accurate as far as I could tell by research. And I read that and went, I'm never not going out and not wearing sunscreen. That sounds terrifying. It's one of those body. like silly metaphors that kind of puts it on layman's terms of what's actually happening in your body rather than telling people in a scientific way. Yeah, it's like you, it's not like your skin's burning. It's like your cells are like killing themselves to prevent themselves from becoming cancerous so you don't die. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, I'm going to start wearing it. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's it's very warm over there. It was, it was very warm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I was, and I was hot and I was wearing my Factor 70. And like, that's the thing. And I didn't is... get burned. I got a little bit of a tan. I've caught a little bit of the sun, which is annoying for me. Yeah, so like way it's back. annoying. I I was the same as like I went to this stag do and on the way realized I hadn't got sunscreen, so I was like I had to buy just what was on the way. Like just popped into a pharmacy on the way and just all they had was SPF SPF thirty. So when it's like thirty five degrees while we are out doing activities, even just lathered up, I still came back and was like you know a bit of pink radiating heat a little bit i'm like Ugh. yeah and that's the thing i don't like getting a tan and uh i've got friends like i said my friend he wanted to get a bronze on you like, oh, i want to get i want to get that healthy glow and, but you're damaging your skin would you mm-hmm. and i just said to him, my answer was well you might look better now but in 20 years time i'll look better than you so I'll, you know what i'm just going to play the long game here i'm going to wait that 20 years so i don't have wrinkles all <laughs> like that and then we'll see who's laughing it's that really weird thing of like society has decided that it's better to look like you've damaged yourself. Well, it's um, a cultural thing as well because you probably know about this. There's probably someone screaming about it in the non-existent comments for this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, in Asian cultures, um, pale skin is what's seen as being most attractive, mm-hmm. and uh, it all has to do with leisure time. 
And that's what like the, the historical precedent behind like whether or not tan's attractive and it's um, in Asian cultures, having a tan or tan skin or a dark complexion is seen as um, less attractive than paler skin because it means you're a laborer and work outside. Oh, rather than somebody who's working like an office job and never gets to see the sun. Yeah, it, it means you're a laborer, right. so like you know a low, a lower class. View, of course, yeah, say, a lower, a lower view position. Whereas in like um, Western cultures like ours, it means you've got a lot of leisure time that gets spent outdoors. I was gonna say because regardless, in a lot of Asian cultures, like I know that they talk a lot um, about the Japan culture, like Japanese culture of like um, people just working themselves to death, and that seems mm-hmm. like a regular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you know, as you say, for us, the ideal situation work-wise is to work as little as possible and have as much money and as much free time as you can. Yeah, and it's like I'm probably like you know messing some things up here, but like, course, the way yeah, I've heard yeah. it explained is just. Um, paler skin seems to be more attractive in a lot of cultures because it means like you know um, you're it was associated with royalty for the most part because right. the royalty spent all their time indoors not doing anything so they never got tans and whereas um, uh, dark complexions were seen as like that of a labourer so not and I want to you know clarify that that's not us saying no. anyone working a job outside or working as a labourer or anything like that no, that's the class that's just society societal viewpoint. And it's a really awful toxic thing as well because mm-hmm. that's where you have like those awful things like the skin whitening creams and the bleachers that people will do. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're really popular in places like India where it's like a similar beauty standard that was imposed on them by like us because British people over there like viewed down like when British people took over India, they were like looking down people having darker complexion. So having a lighter complexion, which for Indian people is basically impossible. They can't have the complexion of someone who's Caucasian, but that's mm-hmm. the beauty standard that was being imposed upon them. And it's like fucking hell, man. And I did appreciate, like, I know it's 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 not uncommon nowadays, but um, it was kind of re- almost refreshing watching a Miss Marvel where they don't even beat around the bush; they just portray the British as the bad guys when they go into um, <laughs> like the past of the country and stuff. And it's like, yeah, we just we just went over to the country, killed a bunch of people, and you know, said we're in it charge was fucked now. Up. It was completely fucked up, like, and. You know, obviously, as a Brit learning culture, it's like, no, 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 it's the great British Empire. We were, like, leaders of the free world. And it's like, no, no, it's a horrible way to look at it. No, we, we had a, a fully formed society and culture before British people came over, thank you. Like, we'll take yeah. cricket and that's about it. You can leave now. <laughs> and it does, like, make me... Um, uh, do one of those things of, like, because it's hard to be, like, nationalistic as a Brit... Seeing yeah. like the British team getting beaten by India at cricket is always like um, something I smile about. Because you know somewhere out there there's a racist who's annoyed about it. Of like, we invented cricket, yeah, and Indian people got better than us. Get right. Yeah, that's the thing. Quite a few countries that we took over are better at our own sports than we are, like yeah. cricket and rugby. Um, and then what's it's like, uh, or similarly, I, I like the one of, um, it's a similar story, it's a similar case, but it's not exactly the same. Is in Japan. They love baseball. And in fact, they love baseball so much that Japanese people are often very surprised to learn that it's considered the American national pastime. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because they this, love yeah. baseball so much. And it's like, wait, but J- Japanese people love baseball the most. Why is it considered America's pastime? Because it's con- isn't it considered like, a, you know, quote unquote, like America's sport. Yeah, America's pastime. And it's like, yeah, in Japan, they're like, no, 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 that's our thing. Yeah, we we like baseball. Baseball's our thing. Americans like basketball. I mean, mod, modern times that's probably true. Yeah. I think that we're we more into NFL and basketball than they are uh, baseball now. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, 
And you know what? Um, uh, I'm too tired and too warm to keep talking about all this culture. Because I know we've probably made about a dozen mistakes that someone's trying to correct us about. And if they have a complaint or a correction to make, Lucas, where would they send that to? Uh, well, corrections and complaints, they can make the effort to like get, go and find us on social media, I guess. Complain yeah, but- publicly at us if you're going to do it. Damn right. But um, also, if it's something that, you know, we, we've been culturally insensitive, that is something I would like to be made aware of. And they can do yeah, so. Yeah, of course. If, it, if it's genuine, like, feedback of something we have gotten wrong or might have been, like, offensive and not just something you disagree with, um, then you can always let us know at carlscornerqa at gmail.com, which is in the description. What That's the email that we uh, we use for questions and, like, for our Q&A episodes. It is indeed. And uh, you said our social medias, which will also be linked below. And then is what's the final piece of housekeeping? So I'm going to segue for this one. Uh, well, there's two more pieces of housekeeping in fact, Carl. Um, oh, yeah. One is that we have a link to our merch store below, mm-hmm. the, the Fact Fiend merch store. Which is getting updated at some point because there's a video where we talk about it getting updated and it's my girlfriend who's doing that and I was on holiday seeing my girlfriend and she, saw, <laughs> right. and she went, oh, fuck, I forgot to do that. <laughs> So she's currently like getting that sorted out right now. Fair play. And um, yeah, also just, you know, normally when we're not melting and just feeling too sweaty to be on camera, you can watch us live over on patreon.com slash untitled side channel, where you'll also get some like extra little post-show bonus bits for most normal episodes where we're not, as I say, just melting and didn't want to be online too long. If we're not melting or out of the country. They're yes. the only two excuses that we'll ever use for not loading these live. That's fair, actually, because even I was technically out of the country. I wasn't out of the UK, but I was out of the You're country. In Wales. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, that's the thing, that's out of the country. It's not abroad, it is but out it's of out of the country. country. Yeah. No, that's not a bad one. But, yeah, um, uh, so I'm, I've not really got much to talk about my holiday other than that. I enjoyed the time off, and uh, mm-hmm. it was very warm. And I saw um, quite a bit of America, and... Oh, nice. I think I think the one thing I'm going to mention because um, it's something that's like you know very prescient right now is um, the place I was staying in Chicago visiting my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Did you see the big Fourth of July mass shooting in Chicago? Uh, I mean, I didn't physically see the videos. I I did you saw the news. Hear of it. I'm aware of it. I saw the news. Yeah, that was a mile down the road from where I was. <sighs> Fucking hell. And uh, I woke up that morning to about like five different messages of like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So there's been a mm. shooting in Chicago. And I thought, well, Chicago's a city of like three million people. They probably just saw like, you know, someone got shot, which I mean, that's, that's awful. But like the fact, like, the odds of it being anywhere near me are quite low. They're probably just worried. And then I look, turned on the TV in my girlfriend's house and it's just like shooting. Went, that kind of looks like here. Like, where is that? And my girlfriend's went, it's a mile down the road. Yeah. Now, that's a parade, and it's like it's one of the five things that she'd planned for us to do that day, but we overslept. Oh, so. shit. Well, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm glad you didn't go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's one of those things that I got to experience because then we went to see some of her family and for a 4th of July celebration. We were meant to be going out after that, but all the celebrations across Chicago got cancelled, so we just spent course, it with yeah. her family. Yeah. And it's one of those things where just they had it on TV. Mm-hmm. And just in real time, I got to see the news media's reaction to this and like myself and my friend who are like complete outsiders to American culture, just watching people sit around the TV as they like have like the aerial footage of the area and they're like talking about and then in real time reveal the name of the suspect and they do like the suspect mm. chase down. And I got to see as well like though because they're all on their phones, it's a local area, like they're saying, Oh my friend's okay. 
because yeah. obviously they all had like you know connections to that area, and it's like fucking hell, which is like every day. The fact that like yeah, two different shootings happened on that one day, and obviously it was a, um, it it was I would presume planned because it was a big holiday, yeah. but like yeah, just the idea that just any day of the week there could just be like multiple mass shootings. Yeah, and that's one thing is really like dark view into like you know an experience Americans must have like every day, and just mm-hmm. me and my friend were astounded by it, and just like how clinical all of the um the, the coverage was. Yeah, and how as well like jokes. Um, I'm not sure how much of it you see, but how copy paste the reactions to it were, and how predictable. If you have like the president go on TV, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, like we need to enact mm-hmm. stricter gun legislation now, and then like, oh, if only you were in a position to do something about yeah, it. And then you pull president up your phone. of the country, and then you pull up your phone, and then you immediately see, like you know, the the spinning from the right of uh, oh, mm-hmm. this guy with blaming video games and all that stuff. It's like it's just, yeah. it's just a formula at this point. And I think the one that my girlfriend talked about is um, a few weeks earlier, been the Ovaldi shooting, which is like the mass shooting at the school. And she said that really got to her. Because that was when they were talking about it on the news. They said the biggest mass shooting since Sandy Hook, and she said the fact now that Sandy Hook is no longer a you know a point of national disgrace, it is now mm-hmm. just a yardstick by which other deadlier shootings are measured. Yeah, and the fact you know that didn't, and it's been that long, and it's not been any movement whatsoever. And rather than things getting better, they're getting worse to the point now people are wistfully looking back at Sandy Hook as a less deadly shooting and it's like fucking hell <laughs> this nightmare hellscape world and this is on the day you're supposed to be celebrating America so like everything's just covered in American flags and I'm sat in a room full of people who are all just like sat looking at their phones going oh my like, <sighs> friends and family are safe yeah. yeah just like you know trying to figure out if people are okay what the fuck's going on so yeah that was a it wasn't a fun experience but it was one that I think was very eye opening I can imagine, yeah. So that's why the only thing I really wanted to mention is like, you know, be noteworthy that happened because that was very, very strange to mm. witness as an outsider. It's like, you know, it's one of those things me and you have probably seen on the news a dozen times, but to be like in the room as like, you know, it's happening in real time was uh, mm-hmm. a very different, very harrowing experience. <laughs> but moving swiftly on. Well, you know, cause I've been back for a day now. So all I did yesterday was I did laundry. Fair, yeah. So it's yeah, just yeah. like, you know, my, my washing machine's been on. But while I was doing laundry, I also caught up on everything that I've not seen in a while. So I was wondering, have you caught up on The Boys? Carl, I've finished. Because you wanted to watch it on it. So, so, you know, moving swiftly on from like um, the real America. like To let, a slightly more hellish America. Yeah, which is somehow, which somehow still fails to truly capture how awful society is sometimes. God. Would you like to do a big old spoiler cast of The Voice Season 3? So, should we just jump in right away and be like, from this moment, you are not safe? Uh, well, yeah, I think so, yeah, because there's not really much else I've done that I can talk about, because that's the only thing I've done since I got back from yesterday. And that's I was just mentioned, and I thought like that mass shooting thing would be, a, you know, a, a not, I, I hate to say so, like jumping off point, but, you know, it's because it's about specifically a very uniquely American phenomenon mm-hmm. into a show that is like, you know, a deconstruction of. America and a criticism of the American right. And you know what I will say? Like, What's that? I don't, I don't I, like, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, incite anything here. 
But I just want to say that maybe the UK should, like, not make it so easy to go to a random city and find drugs. Um, that's all I want to say, because, like, just... I went to a city, and no one knew anything about the city. No one had ever been there before, and people that were not me that were looking for drugs found them within about 10 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, that wasn't even, like, slightly difficult. It's not difficult to find drugs in a major city now. No. No, not at all. So that's all I just want to say before we uh, we jump into the boys. But fucking hell, is it, was that an eye? Was that your eye opening experience? That was, that was my eye opener of like everyone that was not a select group of people in the group. And we're like, shit, how are we gonna get anything here? Like none of us know. And someone just walked around the corner. And was like, I'll figure it out. It's like, all right, <laughs> right. The thing is, like. I have been offered drugs many times in my life, and I always say no. I'll, like, the, the one that got me and like made me giggle the most is when I was in Waitrose years ago now, waiting mm. to meet my girlfriend. Because she worked nearby, and Waitrose like big empty car park with lights, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, um, she's nice and easy for us to like spot each other. And while I was waiting there, some guys came up, and I thought he was asking for the time. Mm-hmm. So he was talking to me, and I took my headphones, and I went, what? And I took my headphones off, and, and like, because I had my headphones in, I kept saying, what? And then I took them off. After the third time, he was saying, and he just went, "Do you want any fucking weed, mate?" And I went, "Oh no, thank you." And he walked off. <laughs> he must have thought I was there to buy drugs, and he was asking yeah. me, and I was like, "What?" And then he just, just him screaming, "Do you want to buy any fucking weed or not?" And I'm like, "All right, all right, thank you." Bye, Mister oh, Drug Dealer. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean, maybe not quite as uh, as much of a problem, but still a problem. And something that I was surprised was circumvented so quickly. Actually, is it's like yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I've I've been in those situations again, like not myself, but people that I'm happen to be with. Like, oh, do you know I could go for right now? And they just go to the toilet and they come back and go found some. Yeah, you're like, well, that... I will say that though. Actually, that reminds me. Of one thing that I've been I do want to mention is I went to a bar, and um, as we were walking up the stairs, there was just a half pound bag of weed on the stairs. Is that a place that it's legal, though? It's legal to have weed there, but it's right. like it's legal to have weed. It's not legal to have a half-pound bag of weed <laughs> that you're Fair probably enough, selling. Yeah. And we just yeah. looked at that, and I was like, should I pick that up? Because I was like doing that thing about going down to pick it up to hand it in, of like, this is someone's drugs. In my head, but I like, then, if you get caught picking it up and having it in your hands, then and here's the, the thing. one with possession. Like. The naive foreigner in me is that all I knew was that weed was legal. So in my head for that moment, I thought, oh, no, someone drops his weed. I should hand that in. And I'm going, don't fucking touch it. <laughs> Because <laughs> you'll get accused of being a drug dealer. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, don't, that naive thing of like, oh, drugs are legal here, so this must be legal. This must be someone's weed that they dropped. No, that's a drug dealer's weed who dropped his weed. Do not touch a drug dealer's weed. Because yeah. the moment you hand it in that much weed, it's getting confiscated. And it's and like, you've got why? a fucking drug dealer on your back. And it's like, why? I've got a drug dealer on my back. And then the police like, why did you have a big bag of weed? It's like, oh, I found it. It's like, who's going to leave a bag of weed there? I don't know. That's why I thought you'd want it. <laughs> Well, there's that naive thing in my head of like, oh, it's legal, right? So this someone, someone must be missing this, which they probably were, but I thought it was quite funny. Just big old bag of weed on stairs. I'm like, I'm on the stair weed. And we came back down like half an hour late and it was gone. It's like someone's having a good night. <laughs> someone got their stair weed and just left. But yeah, season three of The Boy Oyoys and... Uh, Man, that TV show continues to just whip so much fucking ass. Like, I agree. And it's been one of my favourite seasons of um, 
TV that I've watched in a long time that has one major sticking point with me that I'm sure we'll get into. Okay, um, so like you've so let's set our um, uh, like uh, stories. Let's get a story straight here. So I watched it as it came out. I missed mm-hmm. the last two episodes because I was abroad. Came mm-hmm. back and just watched both, binge both episodes back to back. And before I did that, I thought, oh, I'll catch up on Miss Marvel. Got about halfway through the fourth episode of Miss Marvel and went, I don't fucking care. I want to watch The Boys. Just turned it off and just, <laughs> yeah. and just like tabbed out, tabbed over to Amazon Prime, put The Boys on and went, ah, superhero TV as it's meant to be seen. Like that's but- the thing is, as much as it's been fun to watch Miss Marvel as like this more, um, you know, hopeful variation on a, a superhero TV show, it isn't at that same level of quality of I need to get to the next episode as other yeah. boys has been. So I was at like episode four and they started talking about like her, how her powers work and it's like, oh, it's all about the, the gym. And and let, like, let, I, I don't hang care. on, hang on. Before you say that, I guess just like full spoilers for the boys and like maybe Miss Marvel spoil, a little bit. Let's not spoil Miss Marvel too much, but maybe a bit. Uh, if we do stop talking about it, there will be. A time Something, code. Yeah. A time code in the description. If there is no time code in the description, we spend the rest of the podcast talking about the boys. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's just like I was watching just a little bit and they got to like an exposition scene. I just went, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the only character I remotely care about is Kamala Khan and her immediate family. Every other side character they've introduced is one that I don't want to see. Yeah. The only character I even remotely want to see more of is her friend. And then they start annoying me after the second episode. And that's the thing is, like, it's really, like, hard to say that. Because I do like Miss Marvel, the TV show, but I like I like it because of Kamala Khan. And I think yeah. Kamala Khan herself, the actress, has been, like, a full standout. And she is really enjoyable to watch, but the rest of the cast have not been. Yeah. Um, and I really, really enjoy, like, the uh, the mother-daughter dynamic going on and stuff. Uh, I, I wish the episode really was all that. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's the same problem we've had with all of the Marvel TV shows where they immediately have to go to world-ending threat. And it's like, I don't fucking care. Tell us small, like, the comics, best moments, a small stories. Like, you know, that just, like, you know, capture one individual and, like, moment And, like, this is meant to be an origin story that leads into whatever the, like, you know, Captain Marvel slash Kamala Khan movie is going to be. I can't remember what they called it. But, like, that should be the big inciting incident, not Miss Marvel, the TV show. Miss Marvel, the TV show, just should be allowed to explore the character of Kamala discovering her powers, and it doesn't have to be the be-all and end-all of the universe. But that's the problem with Marvel TV shows, where they have to keep raising the stakes. It's like, did you not learn after Daredevil? Mm-hmm. Like, why could it not just be a show about, like, you know, Kamala Khan being at school and learning powers? Mm-hmm. You know, the Spider-Man movie we all want. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I should you bring up, yeah, Daredevil is, like, a lot of the Netflix programs were good because they were either about, like, maybe at most, for the, mo- for the decent ones, it was either, like, you know, bad guy's going to gain a bit of power or, like, maybe a city's going to get destroyed. Yeah, like, that's the thing. A, a small-scale story can have stakes within the context of the small scale it's set within. You mm. don't need to bring in, like, world-ending threats every single fucking... It's like one of the reasons I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because, at, like, by third or fourth season, it's like, oh, they're secretly stopping a world-ending event every three episodes. And it's like, why is... 
none of this included any of the Avengers and exactly etc. Et yeah, and you can get away with that of like Joe the Scott Lang thing of like I think we should call the Avengers. And it's like, no, this is like, you know, it might sound like a big deal. This is like, this is not a blip on Tony Stark's radar. Mm-hmm. Like, he's too busy saving the world, which is fair enough. Like, he's but not got time. You can time only to... do that so many times. But then when they've got, like, literal world-ending threats in, like, the Daredevil TV show, it's like, what? What the fuck's going on here? Surely, like, this matters. Because, like, Tony Stark's only going to fuck with the kingpin. He's trying to muscle in on the drug trade in one area of New York. We might care if the Kingpin is like making a deal with like some fucking legendary dragon ninja clan that's going to release (laughs) a dark evil that will end society as we know it. It's like maybe then he'd notice it. But anyway. Yeah. But let's uh, let's get on with the boys. That's one of the things like, 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 but the boys is doing exactly... They're telling a small-scale story with wider stakes implied. Mm-hmm. Well, for the most part, it's a story. Like, you know, it's a character-driven story with superheroes in it, which is what I've wanted from Marvel for like the last 10 years. Yeah, it's pretty much all entirely revolved around only, what, a dozen people in a couple of locations. Yep. And it's all just about um, character relationships. And then there's, you know, there's the wider threats, like Homelander is very obviously a, a threat to potentially the entire world. But the story as it's told, like, it's, is a threat to the characters. And, mm-hmm. you and can it, just... it's kind of, you know, it reaches that point in, like, is it episode five, where he he says, look, okay, if you want to fuck me over and let the public know, then instead of being your problem, I'm going to be the entire world's problem, and I'm going to just go and attack like the fucking the internet and like the pillars of society instead of you and your friends yeah and that's i think that's a really good way. it's weird to think that this show that's supposed to be a satirization of the superhero genre is somehow getting the one thing that none of them can do right right like it's telling like you know there's wider threats there's like you know wider implications to the story being told but for the most mm-hmm. part it's all driven by the characters and the characters are very endearing very like well acted and i want to see more of their story but, like it's to the point where like um even the small scale stuff is stuff i want to watch like just kimmy mm-hmm. and frenchy being in hospital is as interesting as homelander and soldier boy fighting i think me. that's one thing the boys has nailed this season is the b plots didn't feel like b plots anymore no, is like because... I wasn't constantly wanting to get back to the the main thread of Homelander. I was actually interested in the side stories of Mother's Milk and Frenchie and and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the only character this season whose like whole thing didn't really work for me is Starlight. She's strange because she was just a standout character in the first two seasons. In what way did it not work for you? Uh, I got really. And I think it's something Homelander himself talks about is she keeps threatening people with her powers mm. and like her eyes glow and then she never does anything. And even and I think it gets to the point where Homelander says, oh, come on, we all know that ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they even have in like the final episode, she has like a Super Saiyan power-up moment and you're mm-hmm. thinking, okay, finally, this is it because her powers, it's one of those things, again, I love about superior media of like, interesting uses of weird or unique powers. And her power is she metabolizes light as power and it's like what does Huey do he turns on every light in a movie studio that's one of those quite thematic things like quite metaphorical that Homelander 
is going to be destroyed by having the light shone on what he's done. And as well, um, just, you know, in a more straightforward sense of, like, I got a bit frustrated by Huey and Starlight's relationship and the back and forth, and I did appreciate that that was the moment where Huey was like, you know what, I can be strong and keep her safe in a way that doesn't mean, like, melting my brain and becoming a superhero. But then they have that entire power-up moment, and she knocks Homeland about five foot. And I just thought Is it that Homelander was or Soldier Boy? Either way, either like, one. I, yeah, I watched it I, yesterday. I, I just know she knocks one of them back. That she like knocks someone like a hundred fucking meters through the air, or like you know she tore somebody apart because she's become that powerful. And it was like, no, she just stunned someone a bit, a little bit. And, and I just thought that was like a... slowly glided in the air a little bit. But it, was like, okay. it felt like such a flaccid end to her arc because they keep one of the things they keep doing is they keep hinting that she's powerful by showing her eyes glow and she's like, you know, she takes the energy source of like one lamp, for example. So I thought if they're going to overload, like it should have been, do you like Vegeta's final flash mm-hmm. where yeah. he like a, it sends out a beam the size of a, like a skyscraper and it completely melts cell down to like, you know, an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. that's what she should have done. But no, she just goes, uh, and then falls over. Is that and cool? I think that leads me to my kind of um, biggest issue with the whole show Which this is? season. And it's that we, we spoke earlier, and in fact, uh, we spoke in a fat bean video that came out last night as of when this podcast goes live. So like, we're recording it on the Wednesday. The Fat Fiend video goes live on the Wednesday, but this podcast mm-hmm. is out on the Thursday. Um, but we talk about Homelander and how, like, at any moment, it feels like you could kill anybody. But at the by the end of it, you realize the show kind of was a bit scared to kill anyone off, even though it didn't yeah. feel like it in the scenes. Like, we've kind of been... A, like, Noir died. I think he's still alive, though. I, I don't think Noir is, but like Except personally, I anyway. That, my reading of that is that he's still alive because like they show that bit of when Soldier Boy killed him and he smashes half his brains out. I more think it was like the fact that the like the cartoon characters faded away, maybe, and also like they didn't show consciousness him. faded away. They also didn't show him in the montage at the end. Yeah. I didn't like I didn't like that montage either of where they just said, "Oh no, Soldier Boy got put under again." How? Yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of what my problem is, is like, well, what happened at the end of season two is like, well, Homelander is the threat. Victoria is like the secret threat. And then at the start of season three, it's like we realize that Soldier Boy is actually alive and in sleep. And then what's the end of season three? It's like, well, Homelander's the main threat and a bit more unhinged. Victoria is the secret threat that people don't know about. And then Soldier Boy's in sleep. Yeah, because they don't, like, they're not sure if Jen, um, Jensen Ackles wants to come back again. And the fact they put him back to sleep is kind of weird. Like The entire lead up to this episode was them thinking, how the fuck do we get him to stop? There's no way we can do it. And then it's just they completely gloss over the fact he was lying unconscious on the floor. Mm-hmm. So surely you would have woken up then because you, talk, you go to great lengths to explain there is literally no other doses of the only thing on planet Earth that can stop him left on the continental United States. Also, we're the only people in the world, except for the Russians, who know that this thing works on Soldier Boy. And then they go to the end, it's like, oh, we found some. 
I mean, I think it was... I think the whole him, Frenchie being in a lab and cooking some up himself made a lot more sense than him being like, we need to go to Russia. Oh, no, wait, I just got some imported. And yeah. it's in this bottle. And like that bit to me was like, what? But him, Ben, being at Vault Lab and they've shown him the entire show, you know, being able to make these impressive different concoctions and weapons and shit. Like, if they just got rid of the perfume bottle and been like, well, Frenchie can get in the lab and make some. But we need to protect him and stop anyone. Also, I thought it was like, man, Frenchie really trusts that paper mask. When he's making yeah, like, yeah. most dead, like, so when they put it over Soldier Boy's face and they're like, they're all putting their face right next to Soldier Boy as this deadly nerve gas that can kill anybody. He's like, <laughs> all he needs to do is mother's milk to like hand to slip a little bit. Yeah. And they all die. But, um, yeah, it's it's one of those weird things, like, just, I mean, especially, like, episodes five to seven, because episode six was the one they picked up, but even, like, five and seven were really mm -hmm. shocking and impressive, and, like, you know, I enjoyed the show so much, but, like, that moment at the end where I realized that we are back to the status quo at the start of season three. Yeah, they've not even had the balls for Kimiko to keep her powers lost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like she lost them for half an episode and got them back. And um, all of the characters that died were the ones that were introduced this season to kill off. Yeah, like you know all of the um, all of Soldier Boy's previous um, teammates yeah. and stuff. It's like, well, yeah, they all died, but they were all introduced this season to die. And there's and a it, bunch of like no name heroes as well who died at like. like uh, again, Blue Hawk was not a character before this season. He was written in to be the person that has a conflict with A Train and die at the end. And it's like, when you look at it from that, you know, you take one step back and look at what did they do in terms of the writing. It's like, well, all they did to quote unquote shock us was write in a bunch of people to be killed. It's Game of Thrones style. Yeah, introducing characters that like, and then giving them backstory just to kill them straight away, and then as you said there, they're basically reset to neutral now. Where mm -hmm. we're going into that next season, and the story is essentially the same. The only real difference is that Homelander has now got like mini Homelander with him. Yeah, and it's that like, is oh, a bit more unhinged, and like the you know it ends with that horrible, shocking moment of like. Oh, I murdered someone in public and everyone's cheering me. And it's like, oh no, what does Homelander do now? Yeah, because that was always the uh, the one thing keeping him in check, wasn't it? It was public mm -hmm. opinion was the only thing stopping Homelander from killing people. And he had like the shot in season two where he thinks about killing people, then goes, no, no, I won't. Because if people see me doing that, then I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then all throughout season three, you have that thing of him, like being paranoid about his image and they have like Starlight filming him, threatening her. And he's like, oh no, what are people going to think? I can't have people thinking I'm a monster, even though I am one. And then he kills someone and people cheer. And he's like, oh, so I don't have to hold back anymore. I can do what I want. Mm -hmm. And like that's where the Trump analogies, again, they're coming in nice and strong. So if you watched yeah. that video from yesterday, we talked about it at a great length of Homelander is a big parody and satirization of and Trump. We'd only talked about from the first two episodes. Like We'd only seen, um, well, I'd only seen episode one and two of the season at that point. And, and even yeah, then, the getting heavy-handed with like the Trump allegories back then, but now it's full-on Trump mode. Yeah, because he's got rallies for people who are saying fake news. Do you watch um, anything outside of the established media? Oh man, 
I like after watching um that speech and then Mother's Milk confronting the stepdad yeah. about like how dare you fucking take my daughter to one of those rallies and I was like Yep, um I hate that dude so much, the stepdad character of like, you know, him being like Homelander's number one fucking fan, the the number one trumper. Yeah. And it was so satisfying to just see MM just knock him clean out. Yeah, and then his daughter at the end's like, Don't worry, Daddy, I know he's a piece of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's the I was waiting, when's that character gonna get his shit? When's like mother's milk gonna fucking knock him out? Mm-hmm. Like when he's there of like you don't know anything of like do they know what MM does? Because I don't think it's really established that anyone he knows doesn't. what he does. Yeah. I think his wife does. I think his wife does because she's like I know that in the past I've told you off, but you need to go fucking deal with this shit. Yeah, like she knows that he's out there killing superheroes and arresting superheroes who are murdering people and getting away mm-hmm. with it from the government. And then that guy's like shouting in Mother's Milk's face of like, you don't know, the media doesn't tell us everything. He's like, yeah, I know they don't, but the things they don't tell you are the things you wouldn't listen to anyway. It's the shit that I am literally dealing with every day. As a fucking CIA operative that's hunting down superheroes gone wrong. Yeah, it's like, Starlight's lying to you and, like, Mother's Milk was talking to her five minutes ago. It's like, <laughs> Literally, to- he'd just been, like, mopping up bodies that Sto- uh, Soldier Boy was, like, had blown up with Starlight. He's, like, literally there with Starlight, filming her speech, trying to get people medical aid, and this guy's turning around like, you don't even know, bro. Yeah, you don't know anything. I know because I watched, I right, read it on Twitter. You don't know anything, man. You need to, like, you know, start broadening your horizons and, that and really moment, listening. That moment where he's like, well, where did you hear all this shit? Well, I saw posts on Facebook. I can link you some. It's like, oh, no. It's, like, obviously they've got, they are working with, like, you know, it's not as if they predicted any of this shit. Like, no, no, they're, they're reacting to of course. it. But, like, it's so on the fucking nose and on the ball of, like, Man, these are the type of people that you don't want to be speaking to, and like you don't, you you don't want to acknowledge that these people exist, but they do. Yeah. Like, no, what? no, no! You can't listen to the news. I saw these Facebook posts that said the homeland is right. It's like, Ugh. yeah. Well, that Instagram post from Starlight's obviously lying. Yeah. And it's and like then, um, the perfect encapsulation of just the mental gymnastics those people will do. Like, I only want to listen to things that confirm my own biases. And similar to whole, you know, oh, there's some unknown problem outside and it's unsafe to go outside. It's like, please don't take my daughter to this thing outside that's unsafe. No, 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 it's all nonsense. It's all made up. You can go out and be free like you should be. It's like, oh, yeah. No. Like that one's don't a bit more locked up. It's and like... I'm, wond- I'm wondering how many people are going to get that one specifically mm-hmm. if it's like, uh, because it's a mishmash of the Trump rally stuff and the pandemic stuff. Yes, yeah. Like, does the the nascent threat that's outdoors, I and mean, then you have like the Trump person, the, the Trump allegory being like, "No, go outside, it's fine. You go to concerts." I, I've told you that I'm dealing with it, and it's not a problem. Go outside and be free, like a American should be. It's like, no, maybe we should spend a bit of time staying indoors, away from the danger. Yeah. So if people don't get what we're talking about, obviously. So, so see, like, he uh, Homelander is a Trump 
allegory 100% the writers have confirmed it Anthony mm-hmm. Starr's confirmed it the story confirms it oh, there's no arguing here this is what the show was written to be yes and then they have like you said that the soldier boy um, threat is pretty obvious I guess like towards those people who like consume a lot of media and are able to read it mm-hmm. um, reference to the pandemic and I think it's one of the things I like is that um, uh, while Homelander is telling people, there's no need to be scared. Soldier, the Soldier Boy threat isn't real. He's got a black eye from Soldier Boy that he's covering up. Mm-hmm. And that's like, a, uh, I'd like to see that as a pretty obvious reference about like, Trump was downplaying COVID while he had fucking COVID and nearly exactly. died from it. Yeah. Just like that famous shot of him on stage. So like, after we'd record from COVID, like, look, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. And you can see him struggling to breathe. Yeah. He's like, oh, everything is okay. He's like, yeah. no, mate, it's not. Like, you, you are dying. And you've got Homelander on screen, like, nursing a black eye from Soldier Boy, meaning he knows how powerful and scary the threat is. Going, there's mm-hmm. no threat. Go outside, go to hospital. Like, go to concerts and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man. Because at first, obviously, like, it was just, um, they played Soldier Boy as being like, oh, there's a terrorist threat. You don't need to worry about it. Soldier uh, homelander is on the case but then yeah a couple of episodes later when they start just referring it to it as like no 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 there is no danger outside you can go outside and it's going to be fine and it's oh okay yeah i also love as well they're like don't worry homelander's on the threat and they smash cut to homelander and he's just bitching about his fucking poll numbers yeah (laughs) exactly like trump did and then, I'm like, don't worry, I'm so, I'm like out looking out for America as he's just internally screaming at his aides of like, why are my Twitter followers um, going down? Yeah, and that's why you got, you know, Starlight standing there as he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'm dealing with the threat and then cut to behind scenes of she's being like, well, you're going to actually do anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> of All course I'm not. Doing that shit. Yeah, I might get hurt. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 that's not my problem. It's like, you've just been on TV saying that you were addressing the problem yourself personally. Yeah, but why would you believe that? I only said I it on as well, TV. Just like, obviously, there's um, this further Trump allegory of like him taking over and bringing his, own like, his boys in as yeah. like the seven take over and fire everybody else because, um, you know, like the deep fires everyone in the security team because he's like, well, I went through the threats, uh, the the Twitter threads, and saw that they'd all badmouthed you in the past. So I just went in and fired them all. It's like, well, what's left? It's like, well, th- there's one person left. There's no team anymore. Yeah. Did you happen as well to see like Amazon have been really on the ball with the meta commentary when it comes to the boys? Uh, sometimes the trivia you get on X-ray talks about in-universe stuff. Oh no, I've not seen that. So Jojo in the bit where the deep is like firing that lady. Mm-hmm. the trivia that comes up on screen says like oh the lady he's firing played by so and so has like a double degree in like political theory and whatever from this prestigious university and served like nine years with the NSA or something like that before like, um, entering the private sector to work with Vought uh, but we're sure that um, she, uh, the deep who can talk to fish will be a great replacement <laughs> it's like some of like the trivia in the show is like taking the piss out of the things happening in the show in universe I thought it was quite good. God. The Deep had some shit going on this season, didn't he? Uh, what I'm liking, though, is that season three, it, it has so many um, just callbacks to season one in that you now have all the, the villains, quote-unquote, from mm-hmm. season one getting the most ironic comeuppance imaginable. Mm-hmm. 
like with the deep where he's had to sit there in the same room. Because I'm wondering how many people got this because they were probably just too disgusted and like feeling sorry for the squid of right. where the where yeah. Homelander sits the deep down and says, "Okay, you can rejoin the seven. Eat this fucking squid." That and scene, what like sitting there like oh no the octopus is begging for its life it's praying it has family and it's like oh no man and you know the the performances in general this season have been great and fantastic have yes. been over the boys in general but like just that moment of of watching the deep just like please please i, I can hear this octopus's thoughts it doesn't want this but yeah that i and that's the thing that's quite distracting if you Think about it for like, you know, a little bit and think, well, what's actually happening here is that the Deep has been forced to put something into his mouth that he doesn't want to, to please an authority figure so that he can join the Seven. Mm-hmm. And he's there in his head going, what did I do to deserve this? And you go, well, actually, you did that exact same thing two seasons ago, mate. And, and then, then, like, obviously the, visual... the exact same thing with A-Train of, yeah. like, well, what happened? It's like, well, out of fucking nowhere, some superhero came in and fucked up my family member. How dare they do that? Someone, and then he's there, like getting indignant, going, "Someone needs to sort this shit out now. Why you're not doing anything?" Well, you know, we apologized. That's not enough. You need to do something. Yeah, and it's the exact same thing he did in season one. And then you get that moment from Ashley being like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" Because guess what, you've done the exact same fucking thing, haven't you? And guess what, we covered all that shit up for you, didn't we? And that's where you have that moment. Where we actually apologize as to Huey. But then it, Huey's too drugged up to take the apology. Uh, but I thought that was a really great moment where you just see, just for a split second, he like goes, I'm not doing this now, and then he thinks. Mm-hmm. And he actually realises, no, he's got a point. Yeah, he has an actual, genuine moment of growth. And he, and he actually he gives an honest and genuine apology. And then Huey socks him one in the mouth, because fuck him. <laughs> it's not enough. Sometimes no, it, an apology is not enough. Like, that's the thing... Even whether you finally mean it, just saying sorry for running through somebody's loved one yeah. is never going to be enough. But I thought it was quite um, interesting, but the Deep didn't have that um, self-awareness. And just no. as just one spot, the visual of the ink exploding in his mouth is like, that is so mm-hmm. fucking just like, that is some top tier, disgusting ass visual imagery right there. It really is. It Like, that's the thing is, as much as I think the final payoff of the show was not necessarily there. There's so many just threads throughout the entire season where I'm like, these were like top, top tier moments. Yeah, like, oh, the um, Homelander being scared. Oh, yeah. Like, ho- yeah. Homelander being scared and like, you know, for the first time ever in his life of like, oh, this is how everybody around him feels all the time. And he's just getting, like, you know, a brief moment of, like, this is what it's like when there's someone stronger out you there. Or there's someone stronger than you out there who you can't stop and you don't know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. This is how that feels. And he fucking hates it. And he doesn't have the self-awareness to realise that's what I've been doing to everybody else. And just as well, like, even um, with what we're talking about with A-Train, where Huey punches him. And he's like, how did you do that? And they tried to brush it off and be like, no, no, it's, it's we need to leave now. And A-Train's, like, walking after them. Like, no, 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 no. How the fuck did you do that to me? Mm -hmm. He's like, how the fuck did Huey, who I think is a regular human, actually punch and hurt me right now? What's going on? 
Mm-hmm. And then you get that moment with like similar moment with Homelander where he, he's lasered um, Butcher and Butcher just gets back up and he's like, what have you done? What have you fucking done? And then obviously you get that great moment of Carl Urban just smiling and being like, scorched earth, mate, innit? I do think it's a bit weird though how easy it is for people to get that temporary V. I mean, it's not though, is it? I guess not. But like the fact that they keep getting it and then Homelander's like, I know everything. Like, surely the first thing he would have done is gonna melt all that. Or- yeah, that that. But I guess that's also kind of like you can also explain that way with Homelander wanting to be the quote unquote head of the company but not wanting any of the responsibility or knowledge behind it. He just wants to be in charge. Yeah, and he does talk about going into the archives to research stuff. That's how he finds out the big spoiler that um, uh, Soldier Boy's his dad. But it's like when it comes to the temporary V thing and he saw that, surely he'd go figure out where the fuck it came from. Like, yeah, this the is moment something- he knows, like, well, why has Butcher got a power? Like, yeah, you'd think that, that lab would have been exploded three seconds later when he yeah. went, like flew back to Vault. At the instant that he saw that just by using this, regular people are able not to hurt me, but to stand up to me in a way that I don't like. Because think about how easily Homelander has killed nearly enough every other superhero in the show, including yeah, like Black yeah, Noir, yeah. one of the like you know the, the founding members, and one of the like, he just punches straight through his chest without trying. I guess though, with Black Noir, there is an insinuation that. Um, the soups have been getting stronger over time. Maybe, yeah. And like Compound V has been getting better and better and like the the soups that you see that were the um I can't even remember the name of the but like, you know, the old seven. Mm-hmm. Payback was it. Yes. Um yeah, payback are considerably weaker in terms of power set. So and Black Noir was one of them, I suppose. But even then you see him like what? He eviscerates and murders other soups off screen without any effort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone, like, in the Seven, who are supposedly the most powerful members of it, are all scared of him. But then you have, like, Carl Urban, after one dose of temporary V, is able to survive a punch from him. Yeah. And like, you'd think Homelander would not want that to exist. If, like, this is a medicine that makes regular people, the thing that I am actively disdainful of, able to stand up to me to a point where they can threaten me. Because that's the thing, if everyone in the boys had taken that thing and all attacked him at the same time, they'd have won. If Mother's Milk and Frenchie would have also taken that and they'd have all walked in at the same time, Homelander would be dead. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how there's the argument in the show of stop taking this. Even though they say, oh, take three or four doses and you'll be dead. It's like, okay, so let's all just take one. All I mean, bum rush Homelander at the same time and rip his head off. Yeah, if they'd, if they'd known that at the start but it is it is a weird thing of like well if you take three to five doses you'll be dead and your brain will be swiss cheese and i paused it and went okay so uh right butcher's already taken it five times and huey's already taken it four times and then um butcher takes it for a sixth time and then is told maybe he's got a year to live and i'm like that doesn't really sound like your brain has been melted yet it also, as well, means that probably one or twice, once or twice is fine. But even yes, yeah. then, is the risk not worth it? Like, I was really baffled that Starlight's giving Huey shit for it. It's like, he's able to survive a blow from Homelander, who was killed. Your other superhero friend, who's been a superhero their entire life, was killed by Homelander instantaneously. 
And this one dose of this one thing allowed Huey to stand up to him. That is so fucking... Like, even Lance looks like to suit Soldier Boy for a bit as well. Like, you put them on par with the two most powerful heroes in the world. That shit is like the most... You, what, they should have all just taken it. I mean, yeah. In that like final scene, I, like everyone should have probably just taken some. But yeah, it's like... It is one of those things of... I get the whole the whole thing with like mother's milk and what he was standing up for is like the ho- we drew a line and said that we weren't going to be as bad as them. And I know like I think I think the show did an okay job, but then if you were in that position where it's like well one's not going to kill you and we could all end Homelander right now instantaneously, yes. Like that's when I start thinking just yeah, maybe maybe mother's milk should have slightly lower standards and want to just end this fucker. Also, as well, it lasts 24 hours. Mm. And as well, they, it even shows that they have easy access to actual V. Meaning that they could all theoretically all get permanent superpowers. But then there's that thing with Compound V, isn't it, where there's only few people that actually survive the process. But that's presumably the Compound V would be the same as the temporary v because they say the same thing about temporary v as well and they all seem to be i don't think they do with temporary maybe, v maybe because they do talk but maybe it's something i think stan edgar is pretty much like yeah you can give this to any soldier ah fair enough so maybe it's but the fact that it's so powerful it really got made less and less sense especially like when like mother's milk sees how much stronger soldier boy is yeah why they wouldn't have all taken it and just gone in and fucked them all up and then be like we're done and then destroyed it all. Like, and use I guess, their I guess to the answer. It. I guess the answer literally is like that previous scene with his mother's milk, where yeah, he just was talking about drawing a line somewhere. It's just, it's, and I he's a very it. principled person, and I, I get it with him. I less get it with Frenchie, especially you know, like he presumably he would have had the same reaction as Kimiko of, yes, they survive by the skin of their teeth without their powers, but. Would it not have been worth it to have powers in the moment when they're storming a building full of soldiers? Mm-hmm. Like, just, um, the, yeah. just being bulletproof for a few minutes. Like the fact that for 24 hours you're bulletproof and then he gets shot. Yeah. Just and like for is. that, even if you don't use the powers themselves, just use the durability it gives you so you don't accidentally get killed by like debris or a random stray bullet bouncing off of Homelander's head. And as well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Well, could Kimiko have helped? Instead of protecting Frenchie, if Frenchie had just taken some of the, the temp V, mm-hmm. you wouldn't need Kimiko to sit there and look after him. And you'd have she had might a complete have been helpful in the fight. A super strong, invincible person. Because like she's probably the most invincible person there. She's has her head blown off in one scene and it grows well, back. She, yeah, she's like Wolverine, isn't she, essentially? Yeah. And um Yeah, it's just is it's quite strange. I'm also curious to know well. Could they just try Compound V on Butcher and Huey to see if that heals them? I don't... Yeah. Again, like, they've said that Compound V might kill you, but if Butcher's yeah. already about to die... Yeah. If their brain is being melted away... What's the worst that could happen? Oh, no, it kills you slightly faster. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just... I was... Because I thought if it gave them just, like, a little bit of superpowers, but they were still very much at risk of killing... Homeland, of Homelander killing them, maybe mm. it's not worth the risk. But when it shows them have been on par with him, 
that is 100% worth the risk. Like, it is more risky to go in there without it than it is to take it and potentially die um, uh, 10 years down the line from like the turbo cancer it gives you. Like, they're more at risk like when Soldier Boy well, yeah, blows up the building. Like, that's the thing is, Butcher's going to last a year longer than he did if he went in there with no superpowers. Because he would have been immediately like, lasered in half. Yeah, whereas now at least <laughs> he gets to live a year. It's better than just being instantly lasered. Yeah, it's, and it's weird, like, the talking about the durability as well of, like, Maeve. Of, like, Maeve just... I thought, oh, yeah, Maeve's dead. And then they just show a scene of her. Oh, she survived. It's like, wait, how I, I strong did, is Maeve then? Find that... Well, I mean, Maeve has been shown to be, like, super strong and bulletproof as well as Starlight, you know, similar kind of thing. But, like, Homelander puts his thumb into her eye. But then she gets, like, some slight burns from the same thing that killed um, every other superhero. They did allude to that back with Soldier Boy. Uh, the one thing that made Soldier Boy react on the bed when they were um, like trying to experiment in Russia was getting a needle in his eye. So oh, like, yeah. I the guess eyes are eyes are the weak. weak point. Yeah, which is I guess that's kind of. But also, like that was the attack Soldier Boy was going to use to kill Homelander, who's stronger than Maeve, and Maeve hugs him while he's doing an attack. That's potentially stronger than the one he was going to use to kill Homelander because it looks like he's going to just do a final explosion and kill everybody. Well, I think the plan with Homelander was just strip him of his powers, right? And then Maybe. they can kill him. Just kill him as a normal I do, person. I do think the timeline of it works out a bit weird because, like, well, he blew up in midair and, like, how long does she have her powers left? Before she hits the ground. Before she hits the ground, takes that hit and then gets up from it. And he's apparently walking it off fine, no problem. It's it's really str- like they played around so much with the actual power scaling. Yes, yeah. Like the thing of like, oh, Homelander's strong enough to like throw buses and stuff, but then he, like he throws a punch and he punches like a desk. Like the bit where he's fighting Maeve and Maeve punches like an aluminium like filing cabinet and puts a dint in it. And I'm like, this isn't really that impressive considering she can like run through buildings. Yeah, like her first scene in the first um, episode of the show. Where she stands in the car. Just stood in front of a speeding armoured truck and takes it. Is not quite, uh, you know, the filing cabinet punch is not quite on the same level as that. And I guess it's because they didn't have the budget to show them punching each other through walls and things like that. I still think they did a good job of having an impactful fight scene. Yeah, when they're hitting each other, for sure. It looked very good and like, yeah, punching a dent in a filing cabinet makes you look strong. It just doesn't necessarily add up to being as strong as other scenes we've seen in the past yeah. as a comparison. Right, but the bit where she just punches Homelander right in the balls, it's like, there we go. I, I did fucking love that fight because you just see the joy on Maeve's face of like, fuck yeah. I'm actually like... Get getting some blood out of Homelander and standing toe to toe with him, which when they've set up her entire arc this season of being training in private to beat the shit of Homelander, and Homelander's only ability is to like laser people in half. It's like I can see how she would beat him in a fist fight. Yeah, and then she's scared of like what could Homelander? She's just been scared that Homelander's stronger, and mm-hmm. she never actually thought maybe he's not stronger than me by a lot. Which yeah. is something that we've learned throughout this season of Homelander's not even that strong compared to some of the other heroes. He's just his power set is so powerful. Right? He's the only mm-hmm. one who can fly. 
And as a result, he's yeah, basically he has flight and laser eyes, which is way scarier than punching strong. Yeah, because that means he's effectively untouchable and can attack from a distance. But as soon as Maeve closed that distance, she's almost as durable as he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she can survive one of his blows, like, you know, the same blow that went straight through Black Noir. No problem. And again, like, I mean, I, I like the fact that Maeve got her moment, and I like the fact that she also got her happy ending, but it doesn't have that same payoff as, like, oh no, her entire arc has been, you know, I don't deserve to live. We all deserve to die as soups. We've been horrible. She had her redemption moment of like saving them all from Soldier Boy, and then they just had to add that little last thing of oh she survived. You know what I, as well, well I don't get about that. Um, I what? thought in that moment um, Soldier Boy was going to like laser the building in half. Um, yeah. If if you're right in saying he's just going to strip, if he's just going to do the power stripping thing, why would Ryan be? Why would that be a threat to Ryan? Because all it would have done is taken his powers away, and he would just been a normal kid. I get. I, what would like, that attack actually have done? Besides, maybe if it blew up the building and then they are the building collapsed on them. Bear in mind, it did nearly kill Kimiko. It did, but that's because she got injured after that, didn't she? Got blown into a wall and impaled. So there's nothing to say that Ryan wouldn't as well. Uh, fair enough. But also, if that would have happened and they would have let a soldier boy do that, all the problems would have been solved because then every person in that room would have lost their superpowers. Yeah, yeah. It, like that's thing is that butcher's selfishness getting in the way and the realistically do you know what Maeve should have done she shouldn't have tackled Soldier Boy out the window she should have grabbed Ryan and jumped out the window because he'd have survived but then like I suppose what like Starlight and everyone else would have died then well the last thing they might not have they would have just lost their powers well I mean Mother's Milk would have been evaporated for sure fair enough yeah so she should have grabbed him as well maybe I get what you're saying. It's just, I, um, I'm finding it weird I thought it was going to be like in a blip, but when you mentioned it, I thought, oh yeah, it doesn't actually kill. It just strips the powers away and we killed the lesser superheroes who were less powerful than the modern ones. Because like, that's that's the th- that's the plan, isn't it? Of like, well, Soldier Boy, the moment they found out that took Kimiko's powers away, it's like, well, now we can use him to like weaken Homeland to the point where we can kill him. Mm-hmm. And At I least just, I presume that's what they were intended. I guess it must be, yeah, but I was just thinking then when you mentioned it, like, that attack wouldn't have actually killed 90% of the people in that room. It would just strip mm-hmm. them. Down. Maybe, like, the building would have collapsed when he did it you see the big explosion. And that would have yeah, been scary. Yeah, and that's why they evacuated the building and stuff, yeah. But realistically, if Maeve would have just grabbed Ryan and maybe Mother's Milk if she had the time, all the problems would have been solved because it would have turned Homelander into a human and he would have been, then he could walk up and just shoot him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess you still have Soldier Boy to deal with at that point, but you know his weakness. Do they? Well, yeah, they know the, the gas I can put to sleep. I mean, I suppose, but like... His Homelander doesn't have a comparable weakness, does he? Unless that same no. thing would work on him. We can presume that it might. But yeah, it's harder to hold down a person that can fly off. Yeah, as they find out when they try and do that to him. But I was just thinking that moment then of, what would that have actually done? He would have killed Mother's Milk for sure, but he wanted to die. Like, you know, that's what he told anyway, I want to finish the French, fight. And then French, would have died. But then, again, he's there willing to sacrifice himself for it. Like, that's, they've all been working up to this exact moment for the past three and seasons. Again, like, I think the Frenchy storyline was kind of similar in my eyes. Like, they just, it felt at the end of it, 
it felt like they were ready to kill someone off at any episode, but they never did. And it's like even um, his like previous love interest, she got away, and then like they kept setting up these moments of Kimiko and Frenchie doing like you know the tropey thing of like after this one last job we'll we'll get away mm-hmm. and we'll go to Marseille and we'll live happily ever after and it's. Well, that's right in 101 for one of them is about to die, and then neither of them did. Which is, I guess it's a subversion of the expectation, but yeah, I never thought of that until you mentioned that Soldier Boy doesn't kill people, he strips the powers away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that, that was completely point. They should have just let him do it. Yeah. They should have like, just, just let him kill everyone in that room. Like, surely Butcher think, like knows A, Homelander's taking most of that hit, and B, knows that then Ryan also won't have superpowers... So surely, that's like an ideal outcome for Butcher. Yeah, he doesn't want intelligence because that's the the problem Ryan has, isn't it? That he's going to be hunted by Vault for the rest of his mm-hmm. life. If he has no powers, then there's no, there's no. He's just a normal conflict. kid, and he can raise him as a regular ass kid. And even then, if like somehow Homelander did survive, then Homelander wouldn't really give a shit about his kid without powers. And then they say that explosion will probably destroy Vault Labs, which would get rid of all of the Compound V. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I think that that would have completely solved everyone's problem. <laughs> Surely someone would have died, but the whole point of the show is that they're all going on a suicide mission to kill the soups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's that's a kind of weird. Why didn't they just throw? If they didn't want like Ryan's, they could have thrown him out the window because he's invincible. He's got he's got Homelander's powers. He would have survived. Yeah, but like no, they just butcher had to. You know, quote unquote, protect Ryan at all. But counts. they know, and they know as well that, and Ryan has powers in that bit because he loses his laser eyes, which means his powers are fully equipped, which means he would have survived the fall. Yeah, I would have been annoyed about it, but he would have survived. It's like, man, hey, no, I'll think about that. Yeah, that makes no sense. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that heroic sacrifice meant nothing because none of them died when she did it. And it even proved that they had, oh, she had, like you said, she had enough durability to survive the rest of the fall. Mm-hmm. So presumably, even if like you know rubble would have fallen on them, they would have had enough super durability left to like survive the rubble, get it all off them. It's a... and, then just, and then just walk up and just put a brick through Homelander's head. Yeah, it's a thing of like it just that that like last bit of tying up on the final season, you know, you know, the final season and like. The, the last few parts of that episode just me left a bit frustrated of just like but like n- basically nothing mattered this entire season then no there's been a lot of character development that has like- and like I've I've adored watching it from like episode one to the last five minutes of episode eight but that last last little bit of just them basically confirming oh none of this mattered i was like all right yeah there's been a lot of um what is it now um just status quo re-establishing like oh one of the interesting things about a train because i thought a train died in the herogasm episode i thought that's a satisfying conclusion to his storyline yeah he might you know he apologized to huey he realized that what he'd done was wrong and now he's going to get revenge and however i do i do almost like that comeuppance of oh no you don't get to die on your own terms we've kept you alive to keep you under our thumb also 
we're gonna like apps we're gonna ruin your um, redemption by giving you his heart yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. that now you have to live with the knowledge that you've got a racist heart in your body mm-hmm. and, and like I'll... i kind of love that as being like the ending for his story this season more than he just gets redeemed and like gets allowed to die after all the shit he did it's like no 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 you don't deserve to get to die yet no, you've got to live with the knowledge of what's happening to you. Your family's going to disown you. Because mm-hmm. that when his brother says, like, well, he's dead. And like, when Adrian's like, yeah, he's, he's dead. Like, I did it That's for great. you. And he's no. like, no, 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 don't you fucking dare say that you did it for me. You did it for yourself. Also, now he dies a fucking hero and no one's going to know how bad he is. Mm-hmm. Like, you've you've made it worse. And they even say that. I don't even actually talking to him like, yeah, he got killed by Soldier Boy and you two had made up and he's going to get like, and like, they insinuate, it's like the, because he's um, uh, Blue Hawk, very obviously, like, you know, a fucking police officer. Like, you know, yeah, when police yeah, yeah. officers, like, die in the line of duty... And, and they he's going to be, like, memorialised, yeah. And they, like, gloss over all the horrible racist shit that they did. And he's like, yeah, he's not going to stand trial for what he did. Like, all the stuff, bad stuff that he did, paralysing me, brutalising black people, he's going to get swept under the rug. And yeah. you're going to basically continue his legacy... He's like, I didn't want to see him die. I wanted to see him locked behind fucking bars. Because it's that symbolic thing of like, once he's put behind bars, it's the symbolic thing of a superhero getting arrested, which is kind of like the whole point of the boys in the start mm-hmm. of the season, isn't it? When they're arguing over trying to arrest people, of like, no, he's too big. We can't arrest him. We have to go arrest these smaller guys. It's, it's like, like well, you threw him in a bag of coke, so no, we've had to settle for taking these like C-class superheroes. Like, we still get to take him off the street, but he gets to go out there like killing and... Um, uh, brutalizing people and going to hero gasm. Yep. At least he dies and there, though. Just like, I mean, a that was a brutal thing to the, him. Just like cowering in tiny mode on the floor, like please help, please help, please help, and Homelander just steps on him. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what he deserves, though, isn't it? It is what he deserves. But that was brutal. But like, I mean, obviously, it was the the episode that all of the cast were big enough and just. Fucking hero-gasm. Apparently there's like a lot of complaints about it because it's way worse in the comic books. And I don't want to see... I, went and looked I don't want to see something comic. that was worse than that. Yeah, I went and saw some of the panels from the comic books. And it's not even that it's... It's worse in the sense that a lot of the things the heroes are doing are like non-consensual. Um, Which like, they kind of allude to anyway. Yeah, but it's like I didn't need to explicitly see the heroes being shits and rapists because we already know that they are because the first episode establishes that the biggest superhero, or the member of the biggest superhero team is a fucking rapist. We know that they are. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, brought up many a time throughout both of the previous seasons and, like, they even have that moment where the twins, where she's like, look, we all signed up for this shit, but none of us signed up for, like, a fucking camera in the toilets that's non-consensual mm-hmm. and then they turn around and say like oh there's a lot of sex workers here that like are getting used a lot more than they wanted to and stuff mm-hmm. like that and that's all they really needed they didn't need to get into much more detail than that for me no and it's the thing about the original comics is oh, the original comics they're not they're way mm-hmm. less subtle than the show believe it or not and also there's a lot of moments in them that are a lot like edgier that like, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But edgy in that like, grim, dark way where it's just edgy for the sake of being edgy. And I think the show is a lot better for it of like toning down those elements and in some cases outright removing. Like the character Stormfront. It's pretty on the nose. The character's called Stormfront, which is the name of a neo-Nazi website. And 
an element of a design I didn't even clock on until I was like doing some research on it for a potential article. Is that her earrings, the little thunderbolts, are just the SS symbol? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of them, but she's wearing two. So she's got an SS symbol and like her belt of like the eagle is the Nazi eagle and stuff like that. But in the comic books, her character is a buff, a buff white dude with a swastika on his chest. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's two on the nose. <laughs> yeah, that's a a little bit much. Like, yeah, there's there's a lack of subtlety, and then there's zero subtlety. Yeah, like, and I think the boys as the show has handled it a lot better. Yeah, I haven't really seen much about the comic, but it does feel that way as far as like what you and other people I've discussed have like mentioned before or just Yeah. Well, if you want to see what it was like originally, just go watch um, that diabolical um uh, anthology which has oh, a okay. story in it ripped directly from the comic books and it's just oh, it's just so just it beats you over the head with superheroes are bad. Did you know that they're bad? This one kills like children who were dying and used their blood to jack off. Isn't that evil? It's like fucking hell. You don't need to say stuff like that. You can just like hint at how bad they are without beating us over the head with it. We can use our imagination. And that's what I think like the show does a lot better of like it just has to hint at things. Like when they have that guy whose dick fell off because he's having sex with a superhero and she just turned her powers on and melted his dick. Oh god. And it's the thing, you only need to say one thing like that and then you can use your imagination to imagine what else must have happened in this world mm-hmm. like that that's been covered up. And I, I I will say with the Hero Chasm episode as well, I appreciate that they incorporated the fact that Huey has to get naked to teleport into that scene. Yeah, where he just appears in the thing and he's like, oh, well, I guess it's I can like, walk around. Yeah, perfect infiltration of like, I teleport in and I'm already naked and ready for the sex show. It's like, If well, anything, it'd be more suspicious if I wasn't naked. Exactly, yeah. If he teleported in in clothes, it's like, why the fuck are you wearing clothes, mate? I do like that bit, though, where the guy just comes up, whispers in his ear, like, oh, I'll give my bum on rest, mate. Yeah. <laughs> just the, he just does, like, the most, like, nervous guy energy thing ever of, like, oh, thank you, but, I'm, I, you know, I'm just going to give it a rest for today. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, like, I, I really, I really have always kind of like, disliked Huey's character, and I think, like, you know, it, he's always kind of been written to be, like, the intentionally less likable one in the group, like the straight man, the whiny one. Mm-hmm. And I think they do a really good job of turning him in this season into the annoying whiny one that's insecure about not being strong enough. And that was the thing, yeah, because uh, Starlight even says it, doesn't it? Like, when we first met, you told me my powers weren't an issue. Mm-hmm. Was that a lie? And he has to think about it. And he has that moment of self-reflection where he's like, I didn't think it was at the time, but the longer I've spent with you, the, the harder it is to come to terms with in my head that you are so much stronger than I am. There's nothing I can do to help you. I feel helpless. And then you said at the end of the episode, he has that moment. I can help her, but I don't need to be strong. To, there's other things I can do to help Starlight. And it's also kind of neat as well that he's an AV guy and the way he helps is like with a lighting board. Yeah, and then he got the metaphorical thing there of, like, you know, he's shining a light on her to highlight that she's the most important thing in that moment. Of course, yeah. Like, li- literally shining a light on her, dimming everybody else, including himself, so that she's, like, you know, the like you know, the most important person to him in that moment. And then she just pushes someone back five foot. <laughs> and it's really <laughs> underwhelming. Like, I thought it's, when she started it flying... It literally was, I just say, like, she flies up, she's, like, glowing, she's got this, like, aura, she's basically Super Saiyan... And then it was like, Puh. 
Now, I was expecting, you know, like in Godzilla, where you'd say the wah, 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 <laughs> and it's like, oh, you fuck. Imagine if Godzilla did that, and it just went, Puh. and like the Muto got pushed back five foot, and was like, what are you doing? So I, was, I was genuinely expecting it to be the starlight was the one that was able to like knock out soldier boy because of that big boost in power or something and then it was nothing i was expecting it to turn to pure fucking light and start like you know just lasering people in half as like a beat <laughs> like a, but she just turned into like plasma or some shit mm. and it's kind of weird as well because like um victoria like the head popper i was expecting there to be a showdown between her at some point because they established earlier in the season like her power needs line of sight to work yeah. When she's fighting that guy and he has to, like, he covers her face. And, and he, like, like oh. yeah. She, like, like she... blows part of him, like, his fingers off and then so his she can look at him. off. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so her power... Because I thought initially her powers just worked. But anyone in her peripheral... So, no, it's got to be anyone she's directly got line of sight on. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's perfect then because they're basically creating the perfect person for Starlight to fight because her powers is to blind people. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting to be a showdown between those two of her just blinding Victoria around a fist fight or something. And that never came into um, uh, play. So Maybe we'll get that next season. Maybe, yeah. And I, I am curious of like, at this entire time, why she never just tried on Homelander? That's what you can see. He's got eyes. She could blind him. Because she, you know, uh, like Annie, Starlight is... You know, in terms of durability, she's bulletproof, uh, similar to home, Homelander. Like, it's not that nothing can kill her, but she's shown to be able to take a hit like Homelander can. And yet, she walks away from that conversation with a nosebleed, and Victoria's like, I could pop your head, but she never seems confident about it with Homelander. I think it's because. Ho- um, Homelander? You, you, yeah, see, Homelander. You, see, you see bits of it with uh, Soldier Boy. And it's something that I went when I was doing wiki diving for, um, uh, was it now? Do you know we did like the Homelander wiki? Shout out, go watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's the video that'll be out right now. Like in the powers and abilities section, one of the things they mention is that Homelander is one of the few superheroes who's indestructible on the inside. Right. Like every other, and that's where you see like translucent, isn't it? Like he's virtually impervious from the outside. But then they just shove a bomb up his bum, yeah. Yeah, and they talk about that with like all the other superheroes, like you know, um, you can go through the eyes or anything like. But Homelander is one of the few superheroes who's um, invulnerable on the inside. And you see that with that brief clip where they're testing the durability of Soldier Boy, and they just Mm -hmm. fire a gun into his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like the hint you get to that that he's indestructible on the inside as well, because every other hero, um, while they have indestructible skin. And they're impervious to the outside. Their insides are just as vulnerable as everybody else's. I wonder then if, like, you know, at any point... Obviously, like, I presume it hasn't because they would have shown it on screen. But, you know, when he's just doing, like, his Trump rally speech, if she couldn't blow up his head, would he even notice that she tried? Yeah, and that's the thing. Even if he noticed someone was trying to hurt him, she could be far enough away. Because as long as she got line of sight on him, she mm-hmm. could try it. Yeah, exactly. Like, when she's standing at the back of the crowd, like, oh, I don't like this. Could she not just try? Could we not just see her try to pop his head and then nothing happens to him and she panics? Well, maybe it's actually not going to... It seems like her character arc is that she just wants more power. And she's willing to, like, do that, so... She's not but it seems like the one person she's scared of is Homelander. Yeah, when he threatens her. But maybe that's just her playing the part. 
yeah. don't know yet because yeah, she does yeah. seem to be a very. But um, she also she also does know and has worked with him multiple times of like she knows that using him she can better herself and push herself to become, say, for example, vice president. Which means she's going to be president next season. I was well, fully no, expecting she'll start that. next season vice president. Yeah, yeah, but... she's going to be president. Though, but I was fully expecting when they said he was announcing his running mate for it to be Homelander. I was like waiting for him to announce Homelander as his running mate. I also did miss, and it took me a while to think about it when I was trying to think back of like, what was the deal? What did Homelander get? But Homelander got the address for Ryan from her. Yeah. And it took me a minute. Like, I didn't click in my head. So for, for anyone else that was wondering, like, well, they haven't shown what Homelander got. I completely missed that. And it took me she a while in, to yeah. think about it. She's in she Ryan's gets location. the address because she knows where Ryan is. She gets the VP killed or the potential yeah. new VP killed. And now we've got um, uh, baby little Ryan being like, don't worry, you're okay. And literally being like the mirror of Homelander, just all he wants is love and affection. So the moment Homelander's like, oh, well, I will forgive you for anything. You can do anything. You can never upset me, son. Yeah, you can can never upset me because that's all Homelander's ever wanted to hear is I will love you unconditionally. And then he gives that to Ryan and Ryan's like, oh, cool. We can blast people's heads off then. Yeah. You see him smile, don't you? Wow. If people Mm -hmm. upset us, I can just kill them. I was always told I'm not allowed to do it. And that's the thing of unconditional love for your child is something, it's a good thing, but there are limits. Like you also like, you know, boundaries and, you know, discipline, not discipline physically, but you know, discipline. So they know whether things are right or wrong. But when you've got like a completely amoral piece of shit as your moral compass, that's not a good thing. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? When most parents are like, I'll love you no matter what, they don't normally mean blowing people into pieces or like slicing them in half with laser eyes. And also, don't forget that Ryan is potentially the only thing that could have stopped Homelander besides Soldier Boy. Yes. He's, cause he is shown as being far stronger than um, Homelander is. That's kind of the insinuation, especially with Homelander being... Uh, soldier boy's son and being more powerful than him it's kind of like similar to that dragon ball of just the insinuation is that their children are more powerful than they are because they have more potential because ryan mm. when he first uses laser eyes manages to kill kill stormfront who has previously been shown to be immune to homelander's laser eyes does he hurt her with the laser eyes? Yeah, I can't. It, it's been a little while. Yeah, well, he tries to have sex with it, doesn't he? Like he uses laser eyes. No, I eyes. meant I couldn't couldn't remember if Ryan used his laser eyes on. Yeah, yeah, he cut, so he cuts his legs off, doesn't it? Right. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. he destroys half the forest with his laser eyes, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And that's like you know he cuts home um, Stormfront's legs off. Something that like you know Homelander's laser eyes couldn't. Meaning if so that's one aspect of his power set is stronger than Homelander's. So presumably the other aspects will also be stronger because he seems mm-hmm. to have all of his powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like including his durability and his flight. And then instead of, you know, having a reasonable mother loving him, he's now just caught just home one day being the only one that tells him what's right and wrong. So we can do anything we want. But maybe that's not a good thing to tell. Kill them, a kill them all, people. child. Kill them all. But, but yeah, uh, so, yeah, essentially, like, you know, next season starts out with, like, instead of one Homelander, we've got two. I want a time skip, and it's just President Homelander. Oh, see, I was thinking that we're going to get um, 
like Superman and Superboy. Oh, he's got a raising to be his little. He's going to be his little sidekick in a little mini Homelander outfit. And he's just raising him to be like the perfect little um, uh, superhero. Mm-hmm. And then I don't because I don't think he wants like political power. He just wants power. He's he just wants affection. He just wants yeah. He wants love and like approval. And I do love that moment where you think that Soldier Boy is going to be like, oh, you're my family, you know. I'm going to be better than my father and I'm going to love you. And he just does the exact same thing as his dad does as like, you fucking disappointment. Yeah. And starts beating the shit out of him. And he like, he reads him second one of like, oh, you're not, you're not, you know, obviously I disagree with the sentiment, but like that's Soldier Boy's character. But you're not a real man. You're just an attention wanting little like, you know, you know, like not man. Even though he's, but I'm, I'm, I'm powerful. He's like, no, you're weak because all you crave is attention and love. Yeah. Even though Soldier Boy constantly talks about, I fought in World War Two. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. It's like, have you any idea the shit I did back in the day? It's like, yeah, you didn't do fucking anything, mate. All you did I was love PR. That moment where like Huey is like, mm, you didn't know, did you? And they just slaps him. <laughs> like, Don't you dare say I didn't fight in World War Two. Like, but you didn't. It's like you did, you did stole Normandy, didn't you? But you did do it two weeks after for a photo op. Yeah, but then he's criticizing um, uh, Homelander, and he's that thing, great boomer energy. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, um, if if uh, Homelander is Trump, then Soldier Boy are boomers. Yes. Yeah, but he's that very specific type of boomer, the one we've talked about before, who claims to have fought in world, who thinks that they fought in World War Two, but they didn't. But reap the benefits of it. It's like constantly yeah. talking about I storm Normandy. It's like no, you fuck, you literally didn't. Like you went in after that are like sixty years old that were like just born or like, well, no, eighty years old. Sorry, that like were just born around the time that World War Two was happening. And they're like, yeah, I fought in the war. It's like, well, they didn't. She were a child. It's like other people. Like, that's the, the great moment. Like other people fought and died for this, but then you went and took all the credit, mm. and you're gonna act like you did. Like, we fought for this country. It's like, no, you were a four-year-old child trying to take... Like, you know, I'm not taking away from the, the shit that children suffered. Oh, yeah, but to like, when well. they turn it around and go, I fought for this country, it's like, well, no, you didn't, but your parents might have done. Yeah, but to clarify, like, we're not talking about Soldier Boy, the character. Soldier Boy, the character, was alive during World War II, but the show established yes. that he didn't fight in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just used like a figurehead. So that's why like, the Captain America parallels. But we're in. talking but, about people that are like, you know, boomers in real life. Yeah, baby boomers. Act as though they fought in these wars and like they may have fought in some wars, but they didn't fight in like World War Two or whatever. And sometimes they pretend like they did. And it's like, well, you do the math. You're physically not old yeah. enough to have done. And like the term boomer, while it does technically refer to baby boomers, the people born in the post-war period, is now just a catch-all term used to refer to people who are just, they have that older way of thinking of, oh, this new generation is just coddled and like, you know, the previous Snow generation flakes, was full of et cetera, real et cetera. men. Yeah. And they talk about the good old days, which home, like, which Soldier Boy does constantly, even though the good old days he talks about were fucking awful and he was an irredeemable piece of shit during them. Mm-hmm. And he's actively like lambasting, like, you know, you've seen walking around and he's looking at like modern men, quote unquote, like nursing their children and stuff, and he's acting disgusted by it. And then he thinks back to his own dad, who was an awful asshole. And he's like, 
Yeah, yeah both him and Butcher talk about how they were abused by their fathers, and then they're also like, yeah, but they were real men. Yeah. Like, uh, Soldier Boy, when he says, oh, did he use the belt then? He goes, he didn't need to. He was just emotionally distant. Mm-hmm. And he, like, you know, treated me like a piece of shit, and he refused to acknowledge me as, like, you know, a man or anything like that. And then you have Soldier Boy doing the exact same thing when he sees, like, you know, that dad carrying a kid around. And he's and he like, looks at- what the fuck is that? Yeah, he's like, do men actually wear that? What, what you mean, be attentive, loving fathers? The same thing you were, like, criticizing your dad for not being? <laughs> yes, men are like that today. That's a good thing when he's talking about it as if it's bad. Even though he himself admits that it's a bad thing, his dad was the opposite. And it's like, oh, it's perfect. And the, that's, cri- the, the was, critical nature. Yeah, I think that's, like, my favorite part of season three is how well they have nailed just all of those different archetypal characters to try and, you know, recreate and um, like shine a light on people in the real world. Yeah, they have nailed like so, like that energy put off by like the boomers, and then you got Todd, the character who is like the perfect, you know, the alt right pipeline. Mm-hmm. Starts out yep. as a reasonably ordinary dude, and then he just starts watching Fox News. Gets yeah, super into he just, it. He he starts out as like. A guy that's like, oh, Homelander's a superhero. He's pretty cool, isn't it? And then as Homelander goes down this, like, Trump rabbit hole, so does he follow. And it's, like, it's really intriguing to see and really infuriating to watch at the same time because you know that this is, like, an real allegory life, yeah. for people in real life. And you're like, I know those people and I've I've been disgusted by those people. And, like, how did it happen? How did they get to the point where they go from being, like, loving family man to screaming racial slurs at a Trump rally and wishing violence on the media? It's like, this is how it happened. And celebrating him for blowing somebody's head off that called him, like, a fascist. And that's, like, you know, a bit on the nose, but Trump has gone on stage and said, I wish I could do that. Like, he has actively called for people to... And, you know, if Trump thought he could get away with it, he would have shot people. it's an exaggerated version of reality, which is ultimately what that last step is. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, yeah, that's only one step removed from where we were. It's not even that. I don't even say it's one step. It's like half a step. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's half a step in like you know a slightly different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did like a story come out recently with Trump where it was like Joe doing like the Jan Six like the insurrection. Like mm-hmm. they said, like his own security detail had to wrestle control of like the car they were in away from Trump because he was trying to drive to the rally. Fucking hell. To, like, you know, egg people on to take over the government. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, you know, going out and, like, during it, he was, like, egging people on to commit violence, and he was getting hard no, no, at the no, idea. No, 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 don't know what you're on about. Yeah. <laughs> no, <that> happened. <laughs> no. That's got to be this. I was expecting a moment like that in this season, you know, given how recent it was, but maybe they were too far into production to do that. Yeah, it depends, like, how long ago it was written, and also, like, is the attempted insurrection of a government like one step too far even for the boys i guess maybe it is but maybe it's not and it's like so i do know, know this season yeah. was impacted by the pandemic so that's why may's barely on screen oh really right yeah because okay. the actress um she either got covid or couldn't travel due to covid restrictions which is why some scenes she's in she's just on her own and for most of it she's just out of Frank. She's like in rehab for a couple of episodes, quote unquote. When... Because the actress, they literally didn't have access to her for filming, so they just wrote her out. That's a shame because I think Maeve was one of the better characters this season as well. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing what they do with Maeve. I was hoping, um, like, she did get her moment, but I was hoping she, she just, did. like, 
more of her interacting with Ashley about Brave Maeve. Mm. It's like, please stop putting my... And I love that when they go like the shitty run-down gas station. They've got all the leftover pride things that are just on discount. Oh, God, yeah. And then, like, when she fucking... When they're doing the memorial... <laughs> a brave a lesbian. Pri- like, yeah, a brave lesbian. It's like, oh, no, yeah. And that's exactly what the media does, like, just de- defining her by her sexuality, the one mm. thing she didn't want. And, like, you know, if people forgot, like, she's very adamant at the start of this is... Like, I'm not a lesbian, I'm bi, and they go, that's great, that's great, that's great, lesbian then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, no, I'm bisexual, I like, you know, I like, but it's like, that's, it's like, that's com- a bit, that's, yeah, it's a bit complicated, people don't understand, like, bisexualism, yeah, like, we're going with lesbian, and uh, can your girlfriend become, like, more male-facing, because quite now, like, they're not really into the whole, like, feminine-feminine couple yet, they haven't got their heads around that, and it's like, oh, fuck you. Like, just want to fucking punch them in the room. And just that final bit of a brave lesbian. It's like, even in death, quote unquote, she doesn't get the respect that she demanded. Mm -hmm. And that was fucking hilarious to me of like, in that way, this is how it is. Yeah. And I I did appreciate in a similar tone of like, um, obviously there's the whole like A train trying to rebrand himself (laughs) and doing like the... Oh, like, you know, returning to my roots in Africa. And they're like, you don't fucking know shit about Africa. He's like, oh, whatever. Like, it's just, for, you know, to try and help my um, my oh, credibility gosh. and my image and, like, rebrand. And then at the end, when Ashley is like, you know, oh, yeah, we're thinking, like, you're going to be in, like, a Tom Hanks, was it, movie or whatever, yeah. where he's going to coach you and you're going to be, like, um, someone who's, like, on the streets on drugs. And he's like, that's not what happened. It's like, well, what are you going to fucking do about it? Yeah, it's like, no, my brother helped me. It's like, no, no, we're going to, like, you know, downplay his role in this. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh. And that's the exact, again, that character, he was doing the same thing with, like, you know, the struggle of other black people, playing it down to, like, you know, make himself look better. And he doesn't like it when they do it with people that directly um, uh, um, interact with him. And yeah, like, the moment he, they turn it on his head of, like, well, instead of this one, like, stereotype, we're going to thrust a different stereotype on you that also doesn't fit your you know, background. He's like, no, no, I don't like that. That paints me and my family in a bad light. It's like, well, that's what we've gone with. That's what we've done with. Um, I did. I, I was hoping though we get the Wakanda Forever salute. I was hoping we get their oh, version God. of that. <laughs> but we did get the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial parody, and that was we good did, enough. yeah, and we got the Imagine one as well. Yeah, oh, that was so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. I. When that happened, I burst out laughing. Yeah. And it's like, gonna, the best probably... part was as well, oh, like, go, go. the celebrity cameos that you see where it's like, oh, these are the celebrities that knew that that was a bit of, like, that was a shitty move, and now these are the celebrities with an ounce of fucking, you know, um, humility and a bit of, like, you know, comedy behind them. And credibility as well. Yeah, where it's They're like, the actors oh, no, who've got enough credibility to pull that off. These are the people that you understand have a sense of humour and are like, no, let's take the piss out of all these knobheads that were like, oh yeah, singing Imagine will help everyone. And we should probably, like, there's two references there. The first one, the Imagine video is, um, I think that was quite popular, so just, people don't maybe remember during the pandemic, a bunch of celebrities in a very tone deaf and widely mocked move recorded themselves singing Imagine by John Lennon, a huge fucking hypocrite and wife-beating piece of shit. 
um, where they say the line, imagine a world with no possessions, as they all sing in their mansions to mm-hmm. try and make people feel better during a pandemic where they can't leave their house. It's like, oh no, if we all stick together, we can all be through this. And there's people on like, you know, losing their jobs and shit because of COVID. Like, the fuck you want about you're literally doing this from your like hot tub in your third mansion. And then the other one was the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial, which I don't think you can access anymore. I'll find out means. for you, Carl. No, you I'll can still view that. There's mirrors of it, obviously. You can never delete anything on the internet. But I just want to uh, see if it's like available on like Pepsi on YouTube. You know what I mean? No, it is. I guarantee it. But you can find a mirror. But what happened was they released, during the height of the Black Lives Matter protest, Pepsi released a commercial with Kendall Jenner where she goes and hands a Pepsi can to a police officer during a, a, a protest that is a nondescript protest that causes everybody to just get along. And everyone's like, the fuck are you doing, you inhuman monster? Delete this. And like, it got memed off the planet. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been deleted. And I love how one of the first things that comes up when I search Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad on YouTube is just the A-Train scene. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, uh... that's a reference to something the company behind it was so embarrassed by, they deleted and scrubbed off the face of the planet. Yep. And then you just get that parody of it with Adrian. And I love the start of it as well, where it's like Adrian I thought it was getting real, his yeah. makeup done. And he's like, no, 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 this is more important. <laughs> as and he's going into an ad where he's wearing makeup. Yeah. It's like, this is more important. And then like cuts to just the generic parade of like, this is for peace. Peace Parade. If you think it's on the nose of how bad that is, go watch the original Kendall Jenner one. It's worse. There's like, yeah, there's 10 copies on YouTube when I search there. So yeah. it's it's as on the nose, and they did that, like, Unironically. straight-faced, completely thinking this was a good idea. And it was incredible. Same thing about the Imagine thing of, like, who the fuck pitched that? Mm-hmm. And I love that, like, Seth Rogen. I mean, it seems like Seth Rogen has been all in. He's like, come Lord 98. He, Jokes, yeah, he... he's one of the producers on the show and has been, like, since season one, I believe. And the fact that he used his producer role to get him a cameo of, like, being naked as come Lord 48. Like, Do you know, Jesus he's, he's clarified that though, said, um, Seth Rogen does exist in that universe, but he also goes online as come Lord. Because you know they yeah, have yeah, like they have a cameo where they say, "Oh, it, like Seth Rogen's here producing the movie." Yeah, it's the same character. So yeah, he's clarified yeah, like that. He said, is, it diff- is actually Seth, Seth Rogen. He's <laughs> saying, "No, no, it's not a different character. Seth Rogen exists in this universe and just so happens to also go under the alias Come Lord." <laughs> and have you seen as well, Joe doing the bits where like Starlight streaming, and they have like all that the fake comments underneath. He's in mm. there as well. Come Lord's on that. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, there's the Cum Lord mythos. Oh, Let's go. Like, Cinematic uh, universe. That scene was bad enough, but like the fact that like, he finishes as well as they're like tackling her to the ground, it's like, no, 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 not yet. It's like, oh. No. The, the best is well, it's like a celebrity who's obsessed with this bizarre ass cause. Yeah, yeah. Like big share energy of just like, you know, like uh, monkeys, really. Really, like they're smarter than humans. Like, we well, obviously after. that's the um, the Carol. What's her name? Isn't it? Carol Baskins? Like the yeah, the Tiger King reference of like, yeah, oh hey it. there, kitty cats or whatever. Like, so oh good. hey there, chimpies. It's like, oh god. 
So we don't care. Just tell us what you buried the bodies. <laughs> just oh, what a, what a fucking fantastic show though. It, it really has been great. Like just those little like I said, the ending. I'm not really too hype about that. It one, was just... it was just a bit flat because we just get you know went full circle. But I I I I fucking loved this season of this moment, show and yeah. I love this show and moment to moment it has been like consistently one of the best shows I've seen this year and i said i watch stranger I think things i, I would well. argue in general because i just love obviously like it being so to do with superheroes and like something different and obviously that's like is really playing into my field of preference and yours as well but yeah, yeah. like I, I it's been one of our favorite shows that i've watched in a long long time yeah it might be one of the best shows on television in the last mm-hmm. 10 years yeah yeah and i i only say that because i'm pretty sure breaking bad um, uh, came out long ten years well, ago, and and I watched one episode of this show, but now people are like talking about Better Call Saul as if it's better than Breaking Bad, and I'm it, like, it, ooh. I do, do so. Do I need to just get on it? Yes, because um, I was just going to say that, like, and until I watched the end of Better Call Saul, because Better Call Saul, I think it tops Breaking Bad. Like because, that's what I've been hearing now. And that's like, that, that's it what I, takes I know. a few it's, seasons to uh, like to have like apparently ramped up to this stage, but now what like season what it, five? It sounds like exaggeration. It's like how can it be better than Breaking Bad? Like Breaking Bad is like up there, like The Wire, mm-hmm. as like one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And Better Call Saul is topping it. And I'm only gonna hold off on saying if it's top Breaking Bad until I watch the last six episodes because right. the I don't is think it's really the oh, end. Then that's the end. Yeah, they've said this is the final one. Right. But the one that's making me like think, oh, they might not stick the landing as hard as they did with like um, Breaking Bad and El Camino, is mm. they're talking about, oh, Brian Cranston's got a cameo. Oh. And I'm like, I'm hoping, like, oh. I, I just want it to be a cameo. I just want it to be like him walking around in the background or something. Yeah. Like he's He's got like a school trip in the background or something. Don't make it a full scene because, like, so far the show's managed to avoid Like, Better Call Saul has become its own thing. To Even the point without, where, yeah. I was just gonna say, even without watching the show, like I could tell you that making like um, Saul Goodman and Jesse Pinkman and um, Walter White interact before Breaking Bad begins is a bad idea. One hundred percent, unless it's like a a future thing. So the episodes, it's to the point where it's like the episodes of Better Call Saul, where they flash forward to him in the future. I'm like, get this shit out of here. I don't care. Yeah, even yeah, though that's yeah. the thing I was all in on in the first season, I was like, oh, these glimpses of what happened after Breaking Bad ended, and now I'm like in the sixth season, I'm like, I don't care what happened after Breaking Bad, it ended. I want to know what happened before Breaking Bad. Like it, it's weird because both sides are kind of inconsequential, but, but I care so much because like, what's going to happen that turns, um, uh, what's going to turn Jimmy McGill into Saul Goodman? Right, yeah, yeah. Because that, that's like, the thing they're playing with here. It's like the Walter White um, Heisenberg thing of like, at what moment does Walter White become Heisenberg? It's like, at what moment does Jimmy McGill become Saul Goodman? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's weird because I don't, I don't see that many people have kept with, um, Better Call Saul over the years. Like a lot of people seem to have dropped off after maybe like season one or two. But the few people I follow, you know, on Twitter and whatnot that talk about it still. Or at that point where all of them are like, yeah, this is better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm just going to wait for the final season. And if it is, mm-hmm. then it's like, better, it's going to be Better Call Saul. And I don't even think it's fair to compare stuff like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Like, Joe, when you talk about something like, uh, what's the best, um, uh, Joe, with uh, an example we're more familiar with, like, what's the best video game soundtrack, except for mm-hmm. Smash Bros. 
Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's just so far and above anything else on offer. It's not even fair to compare to it. So I think it might have to be like the best show in 10 years, not including Better Call Saul. Because like, are, it is unfucking touchable in terms of quality. We are really like lucky as well because uh, I've not started watching it yet because I've just literally like a day ago finished The Boys. But um, now that's all out, it's time to get to Strange Things 4 and like people are seeing ridiculous things about that as well. And like it's there's we're at the it's point good. where like it's I'm good. trying to watch TV shows and the even like the you know ones where like I haven't got the subscription services for. I, I've heard really good things about like eight other TV shows that people are saying are like top top tier. And I think we've just get getting to that point where just a lot of these streaming services have really gotten nailed down like that we've got some fucking good processes TV shows, yeah. and we're getting some incredible tv out of them yeah and we'll say like season four of stranger things is fucking great but i had the same problem that you did with the latest season of attack on titan well i was under the impression that the final this season of um, stranger things was the final uh, season oh no season and five then, is left yeah and i got halfway through it and i was like wow there's a lot of stuff to wrap up here i wonder what's going to happen and then i just saw like a news article pop up of like season five announced and i'm like fuck fuck's sake so i i did that to myself of working myself up to thinking it was going to be the conclusion this is the end end of stranger things now like i'd also say as well don't look at anything about season five because the poster is a spoiler for the end of season four oh uh, yeah the I haven't been poster the poster before. for the next season which was announced the day which they released like the day the final episode aired is a fucking spoiler and this is the one problem i've got with like that netflix binge model is that people online are under the assumption that like everybody watches its second one and whereas spoiler, i'd argue yeah. that probably the people that are watching its second one are maybe one percent of viewers yeah you're also getting like musical spoilers in that yeah. show because people Tell talk like, when like oh this song started trending and it's like well there's only one character in the show who likes this song so now i know that character's gonna have a big moment and in a show yeah, like this yeah. you know what a big moment means and um musical yeah. spoil poster spoilers man that's the poster spoilers i just yeah i don't want to know anything about season four but that's like i think next on the list and then like also umbrella academy season three has just dropped I've people are saying heard, that's like great as well i was gonna say i've not heard one way or the other because i've just tried to avoid all that shit when i can i tried to go in as blind as possible to all these things but like you know season one and two were really good at that and just some solid fucking television all around I don't get the criticism people saying like, oh, TV and media is shit now. It's like we've never had more choice. And because we have so much choice, we can watch whatever the fuck we want. And the fact that people are choosing to watch bad movies and saying, using that to say all of media is bad. It's like, no, you're just choosing to watch shit movies. Go watch one of the 100 other movies released this month. About a week before Stranger Things 4 came out, people were like, yeah, there's nothing been good on Netflix for years. I'm going to unsubscribe. And it's like... I've just finished rewatching like Umbrella Academy season two. There's like X, Y, and Z on there that's just come out. Stranger Things is about to fucking come out. Like, there are things that are fucking incredible on these streaming services, but just because you watch them over one weekend and then have nothing left to watch for another two months, it doesn't mean it's not there. Also, as well, just the amount of stuff that it has in Joey's library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can go watch. Like, there is an absolute surfeit of content you can watch and that's what i'm always baffled by is people saying they're going to just watch or people watching bad things mm. and then like using that to reflect on all of um uh, it, 
same with um, just because you've got shit taste doesn't mean that all of it's bad I see it all the time with Xbox Game Pass of people sharing articles like it's time to unsubscribe from Xbox Game Pass as I've just like downloaded another five games to play from there like what the fuck are you talking about it's like just because you've got like bad taste it's like Uh, there's so much good content even if you just talk about the big stuff like you've got well, the fact we've got, like, The Boys, Better Call Saul, Season 6, and Stranger Things Season 4, all airing in the space of, like, one month of each other. And these are three TV programs that I, all I've heard is people putting them in, like, top echelon of TV of all time. Yeah, and then you go back, like, ten years, and, you know, we have Breaking Bad and stuff like that. But people forget some of those big shows that really drop the fucking, like, Lost. People put years of their life into watching Lost and were disappointed by the end of it. We Dexter, don't get that anymore. That was a big one for me. Yeah. Like the new streaming model that we get means that you can binge it all in a weekend and if it's good or bad, it doesn't matter because you watched it all in a weekend. You no longer... We don't have that thing of being like, you know, with the exception like, you know, waiting for the new season. Yeah, yeah, of course. But we no longer have that thing of a TV show keeping us um, uh, like held hostage for like 24 weeks while it airs a season. And just like, you know, if anyone wants just like... a Top tier, just fun, enjoyable thing to go watch. Go watch. It's an anime, but go watch Spy X Family, Spy Family. I've been hearing good things about that as well. People have been like all in on this Spy X Family show. That's just fun. So the thing is, well, even if you don't want to talk about modern stuff, the fact you've got access to all these streaming services means you can go back and watch pretty much any decent show from like the last decade, Mm -hmm. last 20, 30, 40 years. You can just go watch them. All those shows are still around that you can just go watch. And everyone like if you watch just One Piece, just you can just it. go watch The Wire or Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can go back and watch like fifteen seasons of like, NCIS. And if you're not in the mood for something good, there's like twenty years worth of trash TV to just fucking. There's a reality, on. There's a reality. I love reality TV because it's so trash. There's a new one just dropped about an interior designer who builds people's sex rooms. <laughs> I've been watching that shit. That shit is amazing. Because it's just this old English one who goes into people's houses and is like, I'm going to build you a room to shag your wife in. And the guy's like, I'm going to build you a sex dungeon. It's like, all right, cool. Because they have this one where it's like this couple, it's like a, a big, um, uh, like jovial chubby guy and he's like tiny mm. little wife. And he's like, so have you two ever tried having sex in the shower? And he just goes and he stands up and goes, no. So they build him like a, a six foot wide shower. <laughs> They build him a sex shower. They build him a sex shower. And the guy's oh, like, yeah. sick. I can't wait to have sex in my sex shower in my hot yes, life. bro. Let's do it. And you're like watching it and it's like, you're thinking like in your head, oh man, like the fact you're seeing these guys just go on TV and like, I want like, I want to, I think they ask a guy of like, oh, you're not nervous at all about any, it's like, why? I get to bang my hot wife in this, in this cool, like purpose built sex room. That's rad. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. it, man. That's good for you. That's living right there. It is. It's one of the things where I never thought I'd watch a show about, but I'm like, I'm enjoying it. It's just the people in it are just like, yeah, whatever, let's go. I've been watching something way more wholesome of like people, um, like architects redesigning people's houses to like make use of their, their space more efficiently and stuff. And well, that's like, basically what's happening in this show. Yeah, you you using it more efficiently just in a very different way. Yeah. Maybe it's a just like, way. It's just like this sex positive show. And they have like the, um, the episode I'm watching at the moment. Like, uh, they have like these two gay dudes on. So yeah, we're mm. in a long distance relationship, and like you know, it's kind of it's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. So like, the woman's like, I'll say no more." So she builds them a fucking <laughs> studio to have sex in. 
Fuck yeah. Complete like, with like studio lighting and cameras so they can record themselves having sex. So they can create their own pornos to watch at home when they're on their own. It's like, sick, you go guys. That's you awesome. live your life. And that's the thing is, I'm, I'm so glad we are getting to that point where, you know, especially as British people, we're, we're brought very, very, very sexually yes. repressed. And I'm so glad that we're starting to become a bit more open about it and a, a bit more willing to just talk about sex on TV and in media and stuff. Yeah, cause I compare that. You go watch something like Love Island, and it's like this is the bottom of the fucking barrel. Mm-hmm. This is the absolute worst representation of a relationship. Like to the point where I think a new story I saw yesterday is that a women's rights charity had to put out a statement because, like, for Love Island now, they're bringing back former contestants, oh, which kind of defeats the purpose of a show. It's supposed to be about people forming relationships, and they put out a statement about this. Yeah, this guy. It was like a horrendous piece of misogynistic shit on the show on national TV. Um, if anyone out there gets any sort of like flashbacks to an abusive relationship, call this number. Oh shit! And it's like, and that's one of the most talked about shows on television right now. And it's like, yeah. why are you giving these people a platform? <laughs> like you're putting on people who like got actual women's charities. Going, this is the like, you know, a textbook example of like. Um, an abusive relationship just unfolding before our eyes and everyone's like yeah great I can't see what eat what drama is this gonna bring that's the thing isn't it it's like the trashy people cause drama and that's what gets views and it's like uh... yeah and wouldn't you much rather watch a reality TV show that's just about this woman building a sex shower for a really tall guy who's like I want to bang my hot wife in the shower but I keep falling over and you're like you know what we'll sort that out mate and then I look at it as well and I'm like I want that shower just it looks really comfy so they put like a chair in his shower. I'm like, I want to sit down in my you shower. Here, folks, Carl wants a sex shower. Hey, everyone wants one. I mean, yeah, like I, I just want a big I shower. Can't I can sit down. That in. Anyone wants like, I think there's two things people want in life, and one is a shower that you can sit down in, and two, it's a shower you can have good sex in. This is that thing as well. Off sometimes, like you know, me and my missus, like we just get showers together because it's quicker. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm not gonna yeah. wait. And there's that thing of like when I've got to stand on the other side waiting for the tap. Now imagine mm. shower heads everywhere. No, you don't need to worry about that problem. Oh, I have had that once in my life of like, you know, those um those showers where they have like jets on three walls. Oh, it's the dream in it. I, like honestly, I I could have dreams about that shower. I've had one time and I'm just I want it back. I want it back, baby. I've said I'm looking to buy a house at the moment and my one thing that I'm like keeping in mind when I'm going to view places is what's the water pressure like? and they're asking yeah. why is that important because I'm going to rip this fu- the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to rip this fucking bathroom out and put a, like, a waterfall shower in it and if the water pressure is shit I'm not buying it and I also want to just like clarify for anyone listening out there like that uh, this conversation is not meant to like shame anyone that's like of an asexual nature or anything it's not when I say everyone wants it I understand that not everyone does it was just a we speak in generally in a jokey manner yeah we speak in generally from the experience of our own um, perspective mm-hmm. which is of two sure. straight dudes and um yeah just want to shout that out as like i understand that that's not for everyone but yeah but the thing is i think everyone can enjoy like a shower that's like six square foot wide with like multiple heads in every direction that's the thing yeah i think that might be even more relatable to everybody but then they build it as well in the center of the room so like you walk out of the shower and there's just a fireplace and i'm like fucking hell that's oh, the man. dream in it like, and out then of the heated shower, flooring as well. Heated flooring, like fucking yeah. 
Like, you know, it's super soft, it's soundproofed as well. And it's like, well, of course it's soundproof. But then again, you think soundproof, fucking TV in that. You can watch like loud TV at night or play video games and not wake anyone else up. It's like a playroom in every sense of the word. And also, you know, a random thing that I saw just before we went right live is uh, like they just announced that Bayonetta 3 is coming out this year. They announced a mode where uh, it covers her up and makes everyone like more PG friendly. Hell like, yeah. Hell yeah. More people get to play Bayonetta now. It's just such an... It's like the game, I describe it as... I think we've used this term a lot for describing like some video games and in their approach to um, showing women of embarrassing. It's just embarrassing to play some games and see how like female characters are portrayed and shown and characterised. It's like... It can be. And I know that there's like <sighs> that argument of like, oh, but Bayonetta is like owning her sexuality and stuff. It's like, she is, but it can still be a bit embarrassing to play a game where... As part of her power set, she needs to strip naked. It's also as well, Bayonetta's not fucking real. She's yeah. not real. She has no agency. She is entirely fictional. She was written to be that way. She was written by a man. They designed her power set so that she has to get naked. I know the thing is, oh, but she's like part of a character design was from a woman. Yes, but the writers on the series are men. Mm-hmm. Like... Fictional women don't... I don't know why I have to say this, but fictional women don't have agency. It's weird that we have to say that. Yeah. Because that's what the, the argument is. Like, oh, but Bayonetta's owning, like, you know, her sexuality. It's like, yeah. yeah, she is, because, like, a bunch of male writers made her do that. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought that was a fun thing to know. Of, like, anyone that's been a bit embarrassed to, like, play Bayonetta because she keeps getting naked, there's a moment in Bayonetta 3... Yeah, well, you don't have to deal with that cringy shit. Also checked as well, the writer for the first game is Hideki Kamiya, so yeah, written by a man. Yep. So a man made that decision. It's like a lot... I like a lot of the shit that Kamiya's put out, but and, uh, maybe I disagree Bay- Bayonetta, with that decision. Bayonetta 2 was written by two men. Let's have a look at Bayonetta 3, just to double check. And they don't have the writer um, uh, listed, but I presume it'd be um, uh, Hideki Kamiya again. I'm not sure what role he is. I know that he's one of the higher ups on the project, but I creative director, I assume, or something like. But yeah, um, I would assume so. Yeah. But so when people say that thing, I'm like, oh, well, the character is owning their sexuality. Like the character doesn't have agency. They were written that way by a man, and it's that thing of like, would a woman write the character to be like that? Maybe, maybe, but maybe not. But the fact that we don't know for sure, mm-hmm. and the fact that I've seen plenty of women like this is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> um, suggests that maybe they wouldn't. I'm still going to play the shit out of fucking game, though. I mean, I may... Um, I am very tempted to buy Bayonetta 1 and 2 on Switch and stream all three. Hell yeah. Well, can I stream Might. them with you? Yes. Because I do. I am like, you know, the character action game aficionado. I want to go in there. I want a style. Then again, Bayonetta 1's fucking hard, so I'm going to let you play that one. <laughs> if you want to play that, because Bayonetta 1 is ridiculously hard, because it's like a technique in the game that you basically need to do to play the game at any of the higher difficulties and it's almost impossible <laughs> oh no i'm only going to be playing them all in like normal mode do it i'm not i'm not like the character action guy i'm only going to be just like playing through as the developers intended normal On normal mode even though normal mode is really hard in bayonetta one yeah yeah but yeah um, uh, anything to plug like where would people find that where would people find me streaming they would go to twitch.tv slash legend of canto they would oh okay and if you want to find me, it'd be twitch.tv Carl's Wood. And if you're listening to this on the day it's released, um, at that first link, twitch.tv 
um, uh, forward slash Legend of Kanto, you'll find me and you playing. Is it the last bit of Majora's Mask yet? Uh, so we'll be doing the last of the four temples, and then it'll probably be, I assume, next week where we go to the fucking moon and defeat Majora. Man, you still go to the, the moon? Fucking hell. I didn't know you went all the way to the moon. That's awesome. Yeah, that game goes places. <laughs> that game fucking goes places. I can't wait. And for me, I'm not sure what I'm streaming next, but um, uh, yeah, on Friday, I'll probably be streaming some Metal Gear Revengeance. <laughs> That's what I'll As say. Always. As always! <laughs> Metal Gear Rising is what Carl's streaming. Next. Hell goddamn yeah! Yeah, check it all out. <laughs>